Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. And there is only one thing that matters to me today. And that one thing is that I want you to remember the one thing that I want for you to know is that I love you. Uncensored Minds, and now your host, AJ Orsini, with Dave. How the hell is everybody out there? We up the boys, the main men, the castle brothers, exactly specifically. I keep it, I'll say it again. We have the same mothers, and we're also the host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. It is I, AJ Orsini, and I'm here. With a brother day for yet another yes, edition. Sir. Another edition. Another. It's another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> another one. Man, if I could make a career just saying that, that would be terrible. Dude, I've come to the conclusion that that dude, <laughs> he's, I don't know, man. Just saying that reminded me of just like all the Drake I've been listening to lately. And when he come, when that stuff comes up, I'm like, man, he is so corny. But for whatever reason, right. it worked for him, man. Yeah. He turned cornball into a million. How are you industry. cool? How do you make being corny cool? I don't know how he did it, but he did it. No clue. He's genius. Ace Vane, I think, burned him the hardest when he was just when when he had the the cut cartoon scene of some dude yelling at a Indian looking guy. He's like, "Why don't you go start a rap album?" He's like, first of all, I would not be the one making the album. I would just be in the song singing "We the Best" over and over, but I would never do any of the actual rapping. And I'm like, "Wow, cheap shots." Right, right across the bow, like Jesus. Don't get me started on Ace Vane, man. That's an entire podcast, dude. <laughs> Holy uh, crap! My God, bro, nobody cares. He has oh. single-handedly saved my quarantine days. Listen, I, you know what it is? I, 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 it hit me today. It gives me Aquatine vibes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Lord. I think that's yeah. what it is, man. It and does. the way he pieces everything like and flows yeah. everything to de- together is just <laughs> fucking priceless, man. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, today. we are here to talk about love. Love. It's, it's Valentine's Day weekend, bro. Yeah. It's, it's... so much, <laughs> so much sex to be had. 
Oh, don't say that word because there's some people who will be fucking themselves this weekend. You got to be sensitive to all audience members. That's still sex. Uh, you know, mean, yeah. make a night out of it. Turn some <laughs> candles on, play some soul, yeah. some slow music. Exactly. Fuck it. You, gotta, you, you gotta deserve give it. yourself a hand and, and, and figure yourself out of this little situation, man. <laughs> now, I got nervous for a little bit because I thought for a second there I wasn't going to get you for the show. You had plans this weekend. What I did. What happened to those plans, man? Uh, something's just caught up, man. Things just got caught up. She's not happy about it, but it is what it is. We'll make do. I'll make it up to her. But unfortunately, some things just didn't work out. Didn't line up. So where were you guys? That had to to take an L. But we'll get back to it. Where were you guys supposed to go this weekend? We were going to go. To well, dude, we were supposed to go to so many different places. We had adjusted our plan so many times to try to like fit the scenario, and it just didn't work. Uh, so honestly, I just can't. I know one of the ones that we were lo- really looking forward to was uh Rochester or around that area. There was we were actually gonna be in another place, but we were gonna go to Rochester because there was quite a few things over there. That we saw that was really cool that we wanted to uh, to do and see. I think there was like an aquarium over there. It's pretty dope. There was an ice, uh, I'm sorry, ice glass making place where nice. you go through their whole facility and then they help you make something out of glass, which is insane. So we were going to do that. There was a bunch of different things we were going to do. But again, it got set back and I'm glad she's not here while I'm talking about it because it probably <laughs> would piss her off more. But <laughs> she's a soldier. She's hanging in there. She's not happy about it, but she understands life is life. But uh, unfortunately, this weekend is going to be just a romantic night at home, but uh, we were able to situate some things where um, we'll have to travel on the next weekend or something, but we'll figure something out. There you go. There you go. And don't let that stop you guys out there. If you're listening to this and you're looking for something to do this weekend, try Rochester, New York. It's a <laughs> lot of festivities up there. You can make things out of glass, a fantastic aquarium, couples, evenings, dinners. They might even have a hotel room with one of those margarita glasses. Check out Rochester, New York. Yeah. And Niagara Falls isn't too far from that, by the way. And Niagara Falls with the largest (laughs) waterfall in the country. Yeah, so that you guys can enjoy yourselves all over the course of the weekend. You, you know, your your youthful your youthful excitement about this weekend, in spite of the fact that it was canceled, which now you're dealing with disappointment because of it. But beforehand. There was a youthful enthusiasm that was so nice to see. A youthful enthusiasm. Yes, because we, my wife and I, were sitting here like. Where do they think they're going? <laughs> we're like, oh, they're going to Rochester and they're going to Niagara Falls and all that stuff. Me and my wife were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Like, Everything nope. there isn't. I don't know what New York looks like, but there are quite a few places that aren't closed. Yeah, I know. Uh, we we've been running through that over here as well because we're trying to get the fuck out of here, and it seems like everywhere on Earth is fine except here. And the funny thing is, is that it's not even... Well, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm confused because now you you made it sound like you both were like, why would they leave? But now you're saying you're trying to also oh, no, go no. I wasn't saying, why are you leaving based on the COVID thing? Is that what was in, Is that the vibe you guys got? Off of the, the way you said yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, I know that off of previous conversations, yeah, you too, said, that you're not an advocate of leaving the house right now. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, that... that I mean... Because to go to Niagara Falls from where I am is deep. 
you're farther from it than me. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I think Texas ruined me for long, long drives forever until the end of time. Because I got a booking opportunity. I think it, what was it? I think it was seven hours from here. It was upstate New York. And Sam, Sam was like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, bro, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no offense to Nickel City Wrestling, but unless they, unless they got that moolah, baby, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hear all that. I'm so like, you guys are good. actually trying to go somewhere. Uh, you're talking about me and and Mrs. Yes. Harris? Um, there's been some discussions. Yes, you're starting to open up to the idea. Well, we've done some stuff. We've been to the museum. We've gone places. I just went to Jersey okay. myself for a show. We're not complete. Ever since the summer, we haven't, well, the tail end of the summer, we haven't really been shut-ins. We're just very, very specific and careful about where we go and who we're around. No, I understand. We Usually when me and her go out, we're either in a hotel or we're, like, doing yeah. shit in a car. Like, we're driving. We yeah. like to sightsee. Yeah, we're 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 do we're doing things. We're going places. We just, we don't have Good. anything specific for this particular weekend, but we're off for the next week. I think that's why Good. I think that's why we didn't plan anything for this weekend because we know that we're going to be doing shit. So we're going right. to veg. We're going to veg this weekend. I knocked out the Valentine's stuff day, the Valentine's Day stuff yesterday, which oh, okay. confused a lot of stores that were near my house because I asked for Valentine's stuff and they were like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, you got any balloons? You got any? And I'm like, I mean, it's not Valentine's Day yet. I'm like, well, you're not gonna, you gonna wait till the last minute? It's Friday, right? I mean, what's today? Friday. So I did it Thursday, and they were like, yeah, it's not Valentine's Day yet. I'm like, uh, cool, but do you have like? They had to go to the back. It was still in the back. I was like, oh shit. It's like, yeah, bro. Like, so Valentine's bro. Day, they do on the day, I but guess. Christmas is out in like four months Ex before that's, Christmas. Yo, that's even. exactly what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. You, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I need, some, I need some V-Day stuff. So we knocked all that stuff out yesterday, chocolate hearts, the whole shebang, the traditional sweets and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, we, we're growing about our day. So we vegged today. We're going to be we're gonna be vegging tomorrow. And I think Sunday I'll I'll be the restless one. Because I'm usually the restless one. If I left my wife and my son to their devices, they'd be here all day, every day, until the end of time. I start, yeah, well, I start it's getting... The, it's the opposite in this household, because yeah. she just... She can only do so much on the couch. As much as she loves watching anime and just chilling out, she'll stand up one day and just go, I need to go somewhere. And we ain't talking to the store. Like, she needs to get on a plane yeah. and go somewhere. On a plane. So. That's okay. No, I got to put... Pull back. Hold on a second. We got a vehicle <laughs> right here. Hold on. No, no. I do some great evasive maneuvers on that one. That's yeah. how I got us to like road trips now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I'll go to Rochester. I'm fucking driving now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're we're going to hop in a car and go. Think of all the scenery, babe. That we can all see. the scenery. Yeah, oh, man. Not from the clouds. That's bullshit. You want to be up and nice. close to the, to the blades of grass we're passing by. You know, we're going for glass making. Who knows? Fingers crossed. We might pass a woodworking shop or something along the way. Right, you know, you don't, you don't know the the museum with the largest ball of yarn or some shit. You don't know. You're ruling it out. You're ruling it out. Valentine's Day uh, is this weekend, but this month in general is a very special month. It is, and especially in and more pertaining to us, the world of professional wrestling. Now, last week we divulged into some black history in pro wrestling, or as I uh, PC called it, African American history in pro wrestling. And we're back with another segment, ladies and gentlemen, so buckle up. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself for another edition of Brother Day Presents African American History in Pro Wrestling. And now, your host, Brother Day. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh my god, dude. That's, I, I'll never get used to that stuff, man. That shit is just, it throws me for a loop every time. It throws, so, throws me for a loop-de-loop. There we go. So here's the thing. I was I was looking around and I was trying to find some stuff and see who should, we should talk about and everything like that. And uh, I realized, you know, we're on Valentine's Day weekend. We're trying to kind of do a theme here. And I was wrecking my brain trying to figure out like what are some of the romantic or love story type moments that had to do with some of our african-american wrestlers now correct me or uh if i'm wrong or if there's any more but the only thing that came to my brain was the whole mark henry and like moolah gimmick (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, May Young and, and sex, May Young. I'm sorry, May Young, and when she baby. gave birth to the hand. Hell yeah! Well, that the, was the only thing know? I can remember. Is there anything else you could remember aside from Mark Henry, or of, aside about, from the Mark oh, Henry thing that has to do with African Americans? Forgets they always remember the hand. I don't want Why do I feel like I remember Booker T being in like a wedding as well? Am I off for that? Being married or being like part like of a like wedding? one of those weddings in the ring type deal, like what? all the stuff you no, were showing not, me earlier. Not Booker why T. Do I, no, not Booker T. Why not is Booker that in my T. head? Like, why do I? I, I don't know. Anyway, he but like I said, Queen Mark Henry was the only one a, I could think of. Yeah, they didn't do a wedding deal. He was already married to her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's the thing though. I, I always wondered why do people always remember the hand? There was so much stuff. That whole sexual chocolate thing started with him in China. I don't know why people yeah. forget that. That was the best because he was That's trying right. to get China to open up, and that was Mark Henry at his comedic best. He was doing some <laughs> great shit. Mark Henry, like when so the- oh people forget my favorite part of the whole deal where he he finally agrees to get China to go on a date with him, which by the way was just to avoid a sexual harassment suit. Which by the way, Mark filed sexual harassment suit against China because China punched him in the face. So I don't know how sexual <laughs> harassment went by on the judge, but he got it. And hey. the only way for her to get out of that was to finally go on the date with Mark. And he had D-Lo dress up as a chauffeur. And she was like, D-Lo? No, no, that's not D-Lo. Go ahead, get in the car. We're going to have fun. And da 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 That's how it really started, the whole sexual chocolate. He just started bagging bitches, man. Sexual chocolate. See, oh, I even sex. forgot about the whole oh, sexual chocolate gimmick. Sexual I remember gimmick. that. But that's not what we're here talking about. No. He will get his light shined upon him sometime this month. But... As I was thinking and trying to come up with other things to, to come up with, I couldn't think of anything else. And then it hit me. Mm. What is the best part of Valentine's Day? Ooh. That's right. You guessed it. The ladies. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I figured what an opportunity mm. yeah, to uh, talk about some of our great African-American women wrestlers. Our sisters. Yeah. Here we go. So... I want to start off with I want to start off with Ethel Johnson. There's a blast you, in the past. <laughs> Do you know anything about Ethel Johnson? Oh my goodness, Ethel Johnson! Absolutely, I know people are listening to that. Goes, he's gonna, he's full of shit. No, I'm not <laughs> full of shit. I actually did remember the names. Matter of fact, I was I was the one that pitched it to Brother Dave here. 
she was in a very, very predicament, a very weird predicament early in her career. She actually began her career a long fucking time ago. Long, long, long. Uh, according to this, I got in front of me, 1952, 1950s, bro. yeah. 1950s. She was, she was regarded as... Uh, one of the first female uh, colored women champions, and she right. actually won, folks. This is a real thing. She she won the colored women's world title three times, and the Ohio women's tag team championship, and the Texas colored women's championship. So that's that was one of the first ones. As a matter of fact, the colored women's titles that wow. um, that she had won. All the other stuff. Wait, so was it a division time. specific? Two colored women, yeah. Two African American, two African, or or just like, ethnic women in general. Eth- this, right. This, so yeah. like Spanish women and they stuff could, like that could, could go sure. for it as well. Okay, sure. Uh, from what I understand about that, not much has been. You know, I don't think they worked hard to maintain the uh, history. Oh, they weren't back the there writing a good story. Well, no, I, I just don't think they were very interested in keeping track. Both of the rules or of the legacy of these championships. These were throwaway titles for them. Remember, they're talking about uh, black history here. It wasn't always so favored upon. They even have these women in general. But if you wanted the black dollar, you had Mm -hmm. to throw a few of them on there. Just like we talked about last week. This was their version of that. Right. Just trying to uh, appease uh, appease to the people. Yeah. They didn't care what color. They just wanted that green, yeah, huh? Just well, over there the cool thing is, I don't know. Do you know if she was ever, like, inducted into any Hall of Fame? I don't have anything here that shows no, that. No, and, and I think that's only because uh, she retired 19, according to this. 77. Yeah, yeah. So, according to this, I mean, around that time, there wasn't a whole lot of, quote-unquote, Hall of Fames. There was no PWI. There was no right. organized. There wasn't just existing. Yeah, there was no real like. organized uh, – uh, a company or a faction that was putting together these kinds of uh, of Hall of Fames. I think over right. time she sh- should have been. Uh, I have here her cause of death was heart disease. Um, mm-hmm. She died 2018. So right. they've had plenty of time to do it. Uh, well, the cool they, thing uh, is, is that she was able to end her career wrestling against her sister, which is pretty neat. There you go. Keep it Marva Scott. I don't know how famous she was. Marva but- Scott. Definitely rings a bell. They they were tag team champions together as well. Yeah, so that's so pretty cool, man. There's that's kicking uh, the door open right I, there. The thing I really like about this is that I'm actually learning a lot. Well, just in wrestling in general, like I get a lot of information doing this. I don't know. Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can move past Black History Month and maybe make some type of segment where we kind of honor wrestlers because I think it's pretty cool to just you know, research some of these people and get a little bit of refresh on like some of the gimmicks and stuff like that. So I don't know. I like it. It's something that we could definitely keep up on. Yeah, we could definitely keep it. September, if I'm not mistaken, is Hispanic Heritage Month. So I guess we'll keep that in mind for down the line. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I'll tell you what, we we couldn't do an Asian one. Not an American uh, wrestling. Really? That's. I mean, mean, I'm sure if we buckled down, we could do something, but... It, 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 it wouldn't be as prominent or as big as like the Latin or the African American one. I tell you that, because you want to talk about fucked around. Woo! Everyone forgets about the Asians that I've gotten boinked over. Everyone years. always forgets yeah. about the Asians. You might but we're not here talking about yeah. the Asians right you might now. Hate so Hispanics, but everyone <laughs> hates an Asian. That's for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> so our next wrestler we'll talk about is Dark 
Journey. There's a hidden gem. So what do you got for us for hidden Dark gem. Journey? Dark, Dark Journey is one of Jim Jim Cornette's favorite valets of all time. She was okay. just an amazing looker, man. I got the picture right in front of me. Oh, yeah, you, she's man. quite the looker. Oh, quite the looker. Look at that. And she was the valet for champions, bro. Look at the horseman here. She's got, she was side-by-side side with the great Tully Blanchard over here, man. Uh, I think she was more or less a valet. I'm looking at the information here. Not too mm-hmm. uh, not too many uh, championships here, but that's because uh, I think she was used a lot in the Crockett promotion. So down there, they didn't really do a whole lot of women's wrestling down there. She mm-hmm. was a centerpiece. She did some UWF stuff back in the day. Uh, here's my favorite quote right here. In 1985, uh, Dick Slater found her working as a stripper. Hey, that was about in Atlanta. In Atlanta. If only what, he the, knew the, that the today world. that would be the hot spot. The legacy <laughs> of stripping in Atlanta is the gold standard. And she was there. Dude, they've been they've been fucking busting it open down there since '85. <laughs> Buss it, bus it. She was down there. Bus oh it. She probably God, was there when they when they invented all that stuff. Damn. Yeah, she had a feud with Missy Hyatt. I mean, she was one of the first high-profile black women, especially in in that territory, which didn't have a whole. So lot she of was a she was workers. a manager or one of uh, the valet. Come... Valet. We'll go more with valet, and that's just because okay. that's kind of what they labeled her. And I know people are gonna say, well, "What's the difference? Valet doesn't say a whole lot of shit." Yeah, I was gonna say. I would imagine valet manager just, obviously yes. has a you know strengths in the storyline they usually are very talkative they're aggressors yeah, stuff like that. that for the most part i would imagine a valet is just yes. kind of like eye candy someone I've that had just that walks conversation down. a thousand times with women who get into the business and they're like i want to be a valet i was like all right so cool sit there and shake no but i got shit to say okay well then you want to be a manager <laughs> I don't want to be a valet. No, 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 yeah, no, no. No, if you're going to be a valet, shut the fuck up. If you want to be a manager, because we've had women I mean, managers. You could be a manager. You can cut promos for the wrestler. Sherry Martell was a fucking manager. Right. She cut promos. And she was such a good promo that she they, they would put her on people who couldn't talk at all. Right. She would cut all the promos. So if you want to cut promos, you want to talk some shit, all right, then you're a manager. Don't tell me you want to be a valet. Because if you want to be a valet, we will go to Victoria's Secret right now, pick out your quote-unquote gear, and you can just move and do whatever right. it is you're going to do. So that's the difference. She's more of a valet, and it fit. Look, see, stripper. See, stripper. <laughs> so she obviously she was She was very useful and very talented in other ways. I'm not going to sit here and disrespect the legacy. We're bringing her up for a reason. Not too many colored women on that network down there, especially as high-profile as Jim Crockett was. There weren't too right. many... African-American women down there. There weren't too many African-American men. So let alone right. a woman, you know. Let and alone she, women, and right. she stuck out. Not too much. You know, everyone here knows that Jim Cornette is a cranky motherfucker. But he loves him. Some dark journey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he journey, does. Baby. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she was quite popular. And I don't mean she got around. I just mean I know they were trying to get it. Mm-hmm. How many times you're in the locker room? Hey, sweetie girl, baby pie. And, you know, back <laughs> in the 80s, that was really spitting game. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you imagine? You had to. Dusty in the back. Let me tell you something, baby. I will have you on every program. You come around shaking like that, baby. <laughs> Get, getting Go. busy back in the day hey. wasn't as easy as swiping I'm, right. So. <laughs> I'm going to win the world title and come back and get sticky with you, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So next is going to be someone that I'm a little bit more familiar with. I've okay. watched her quite a bit. Yes, uh, you have. It was very interesting to learn when she started, but um, we're going to talk about Jacqueline Moore. Ooh, little Miss Jackie. Jacqueline Moore. So this one I know a little bit more about. The other two I was relying on you because even the wiki pages for them are very weak. There was very not a lot of information. Yes. So I was kind of leaning on your your wrestling genius here I got you. to kind of catapult <laughs> us forward. But on this one, we're a little bit more familiar. So we'll go over Jacqueline Moore. Yes. Uh, Jacqueline Moore started at a local gym under, do you know who Skandor Akbar is? Oh. Dear God, yes. What a name drop. Yeah. Absolutely. So she started wrestling under him. Uh, she was yes. the only person in his gym who was uh, that was a female. She was the only female mm -hmm. in the gym at the time. That's wrestling. why all she and, did was wrestle men. Yep. And uh, she, she, okay, where are we at? Okay, okay. Only females go. Debuted in WCCW, mm, which class. stands for World Class Championship Wrestling, in 88 mm -hmm. as Sweet Georgia, Georgia Brown. Brown. I'll never feel sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so she did a little bit of work. She did a little bit of work in um, Japan. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about her uh, her Japan Absolutely. appearance as well? How could I forget the little black lady that was in Japan? Of course. <laughs> the little black, the little lady, black lady that was in Frontier yeah. Martial Arts Wrestling. Where are oh, they today? Are they that's, still they're uh, absolutely defunct. Uh, FMW was the ECW of Japan. That's where ECW got their inspiration from. Uh, was Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. They used to do a lot of crazy shit. That was the company that gave Cactus Jack and Terry Funk the C4 Explosion match. They were nuts over there. She went over there and wrestled the dudes. <laughs> she's she's just as bonkers as the rest of them. Fucking crazy lady. So apparently, uh, when she was debuting in the WWF at the time, WWE, um, she was supposed to debut as a manager for Jeff Jarrett. You're referring to the WWF, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, under the name Winona, I believe. And uh, mm -hmm. who got injured? She got injured or he got injured? Due to an injury, I believe she was the one who was injured because she. Right. She and they was canceled taking, it. She, she, was so, she came in and filmed those segments, but she hadn't wrapped up her, her indie dates yet or whatever you called them at the time. I don't know if they were still independent in the early 90s, but yeah, she was still right. wrapping up dates and she had an injury. Yes. She had an injury, right? How many titles did she hold? Uh, not enough. Not, I, I, not, I, I can tell no. that to you. She now. got it a she few times, enough. though. Yeah? yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a former WWE Cruiserweight Champion as well. I mean, she's won a bunch of women's championships. USWA. Uh, that's I believe that's uh, Tennessee territory. UWF women's title. Obviously, a former women's champion in WWE. She's also she right. Was also I think she had the belt twice. Yeah, she did have it twice. Um, she beat she didn't Sable. Have I don't know if that was defending or winning it, but she yeah. beat Sable, and then she had it in 2000 as well. She yeah. had 98 in 2000 from what I'm looking at. Yeah, And I know people are going to say, well, I don't remember all that. I just remember her having her top ripped off by Sable when I got to see her titties. Yeah, we, we were all there, bro. We got it. I understand, but she's actually more important than just that one time. <laughs> she's more important than, than just than that one nice time. titties. Yeah. Guys, relax, please. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even hearing my audience right now, but I know they're screaming. I get to the part where her titties came out. No, <laughs> that's not what this is about. 
Prince came out. Yeah, you got the disgusting side of me with Dark Journey. Let's move on to some professional time conversation about a legend. <laughs> a legend. Uh, was she inducted? I would imagine. Yes, 2016 right? she went in. Yes. Two, 2016. Well, then there class. you go. And that was too. And that I only. I promise you, the only reason it wasn't sooner is because you didn't. Uh, I don't know if you were getting to it, and I cut you off. That's my fault. But uh, mm-hmm. she was in TNA for a little bit. Okay. So that's one of the reasons they're not going to induct you while you're working for the other company. For the other, yeah, that's going to bring yeah, too much light. She was, she while was retired and free. They were like, yeah, let us fine. know when you're done and we'll put you in. And she, and the, between her and Sable, she won because Sable's still not in that motherfucker. Really? Oh, yeah, no. You can't sue Vince McMahon and end up in the Hall of Fame. Until, <laughs> that's not, that's until, not until you've paid your dues. And the only reason she is forgiven to this day is because that's Mrs. Lesnar. That's it. That's the only reason we we squashed the beef, bitch. But I'm oh, not yeah. giving you a plaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah right. 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 Unless he asks me to give it to you, yeah. I'm not giving it to you. I remember very specifically about Jacqueline too. Her TNA's days. They did a, they did a house show. It was just a a, a loop, right? And uh, they were here in New York for one of those shows, and she was managing Beer Money, and Beer Money and Team 3D had been feuding at the time. And on TV, Jacqueline had been fucking up Team 3D quite a bit. And they were building toward the pay-per-view. And on the Mm pay-per-view, Bubba was going to bomb her through a table. Jacqueline, at that point, it had been a minute since she had done anything really that crazy. So I guess this was the house show they decided to do the dry run. Right. And uh, the match was over. There was some stuff going on. Jackie was fucking up Devon or whatever. They did that spot where she backs up and she kind of bumps into Bully. And Bully's sitting there and she turns her around. Devon! And he gets the table. They put her up on the top rope. He does the big bomb boom. And let me tell you, that table fucking exploded. And I I mean, she hit it so hard when the spot was over, there was no table under her. All the table was on top of her. It was a complete explosion. I don't know if it went wrong or not, but it always stuck out to me. Because the that house show I think was on a, I want to say a Wednesday or some shit like that. The pay per view was that weekend, and they didn't do the table spot. So I was like, I don't know if something went wrong or they just didn't trust it after that. Maybe she's too light. It's, that's kind of crazy. She's too. She was too tiny. She was for too it. tiny for it. She's tough as nails. She can't be broken. I've seen that. I've seen that woman bombed a thousand times. She can't. She don't break. That's a tough woman right there, Miss Jackie Moore. Well, with that tough woman being on screen and inspiring the youth, she inspired one wrestler by the name of Jazz. Oh, yes, Jazz. So Jazz dropped out of college to become a wrestler. I wrote that (laughs) because I know that there are people today that drop out of college to do shit that inspires them Mm. and still get looked at like they're fucking crazy. So... (laughs) To her, for her to have done that in what is that around ninety nine? I think it was something, something like that, around yeah. that, give or take, in the nineties. I'm sure she got a bunch of shit for for doing that. So the fact that she she was inspired by Jacqueline Moore, mm-hmm. uh, she she got encouraged to do more to do wrestling uh, when she watched a Jacqueline match. So that inspired her to drop out of college, learn some wrestling, get in there only. Two and this is this is what you get when you follow your dreams. She debuted in a match against 
Jacqueline Moore, ah. the person that inspired her right. to get in there in the first place. Uh, I believe this is in ECW. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, was uh, she was up. She was also a part of the Impact Players yes. in ECW. If I'm not mistaken, um, anything that I say is wrong, please jump no, in. No, believe it or not, she was the muscle. She was their version of China for Just Incredible, Lance Storm, uh, Jason. My, my my body's itching and jizzing. I'm getting hive sensation. Uh, <laughs> uh, all of Dom Marie, they all, there was a big whole deal. And, and yeah, she was the muscle for that. Yeah. Uh, so she debuted that in the WWE. That was my first time seeing her. I thought she would never get signed by the WWE. They yeah, let one she China de- in, not a black one. But yeah, she got in. Yeah. And she debuted. At, not only did she get in, but, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but she debuted in a WWE match. The six-pack match yeah. for the women's belt that was vacated by China. So okay, she debuted I, in technically a title match. Right. Uh, but that that didn't mean then what that sounds like now. Because that belt was pretty much a dead thing. It was a dead well, thing. Well, oh, oh, you mean Any like... person. Uh, yeah, that belt, that was a throwaway belt at that point. Now, look, but, real quick, between... Between Jacqueline and Jazz, this is why I think those two are – I'm glad you paired them together because without Jacqueline, okay, then the Moolah thing I've, – I've talked about it on the show. Moolah had a claw hold on that title for forever. She was champion for 27 straight uninterrupted fucking years, right? She just wow. had the belt and defended it whenever she felt it, it behooved her. Right. But Vince – really relied on Moolah. A lot of the territory guys did because she was in control of a lot of ladies. So whenever they had lady wrestling, you had to go through Moolah. So Moolah would get her cut, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, because I went through all this already before. Uh, that's on a previous episode. You guys want to look that up. I went really in-depth on that. But short version of it is uh, when she got, quote-unquote, found out, right, when the jig was up, and it was like, okay, Moolah's doing a bunch of shit that we don't really want to be associated with. That belt disappeared. It just went away. There was right. no women's champion for forever. Sable had gotten hot. And they were like, well, we can't have her modeling all the time, right? It's a wrestling program at some point. She's going to have to at least be physical at some point. The problem was is that Sable... Couldn't well, hold wrestle. on, hold on. Yes. She could model all the time because if I'm not mistaken, okay, she's yep. the one that started the whole puppies thing. No, that was Deborah. Uh, that was De- Deborah. Yeah, okay, she, never mind. She can't do it. You well, got to do well, something with her. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something with her. Yeah, Deborah was another one who couldn't be physical, but that's another story for another day. But Sable, Sable had been the valet for Mark Merrow for forever and her legitimate wife. I mean, his legitimate wife. That's right. how she got in. She was Mark Merrill's wife. And when Mar and when Merrill burned that bridge, they fell in love with Sable for obvious reasons. But she couldn't bro, when I tell you she couldn't do anything, I mean nothing. They she had never taken a bump in her life, bro. Nothing. And they were like, Well, we gotta do something with her and someone came up with a bright idea of making her the women's champion because there were no other women. Right. They said, Well, she's gotta compete against someone and we need someone in there. That we know isn't going to kill her. Now, at the time, they had Luna Vachon, who was a fantastic wrestler. But mm-hmm. she's no magician, right? I can't. What, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to get out of this? She, I'm not joking, folks. She couldn't do anything. Nothing. 
So they went out and they found themselves a magician. They got Jacqueline. So Jacqueline was that rivalry. They feuded right. for almost a whole year. That belt only had two people competing over it for almost a year. After wow. that, when the Tories came in and and all this, these weird cast of characters, once again, that belt became just another piece. Stephanie McMahon had gotten it, and then Ivory had gotten it. That's where China comes in. So China right. swore for forever she'd never compete for the women's title. She's above that. She's a former Intercontinental Champion on two occasions. Competed right. in two Royal Rumbles. She, she, as far as she was concerned, she was a singles in the men's division, right? And they did everything to support that. And they so. did. And they did. Until Triple H found the eyes of another young woman. And then all of a sudden, her job security was not nearly as solid as it once was. Hmm. So all of a sudden... The idea is of, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna, All of a sudden, those I'm not going to do that started softening up. Oh, okay. And in order to stay in certain positions, some things needed to be changed. And all of a sudden, okay, you're the women's champion. She won it at WrestleMania. They had a big thing about it that made her the sympathetic baby face, put her over huge. Winning the women's championship uh was good for China for a short term of time, but she was already on the way out, let's be honest. And because she knew she was on the way out, and she knew that this concession she had just made was not going to keep her job, fuck the world, right? If I know I'm going to die on this mission, I'm taking every one of you motherfuckers with me. That's why China never came back, because on her way out, she blew up the fucking planet. Every, every person she could burn, she burned. So when right. that happened, this is now time number three, or I've got this belt, and every time I give it to somebody, it fucking explodes in my face. So Vince was pretty much fucking finished. What that and it wasn't was. until this moment, I would imagine, yeah, so, is where the resurgence of the women's... Right. So the, run, like a run for the women's the title problem, became legit. Yes. The problem with destroying the belt, the only reason why he hadn't officially destroyed it at that point is because in the wings, after China and all this other stuff, in the wings, here's another superstar getting over, Lita. Mm. And I know people are going to point to Trish as the top. Lita was over we'll before We'll talk about Trish. her later. Oh, yeah. my God. Lita was over before Trish was. And then Trish kind of yes. got there. And then Victoria got there. And then little by little, Molly Holly. We started getting these names that people started caring about. So now it became, well, I don't want to do anything with this belt. Right. But you actually have a division now. So what right. do you do with this? That's where Jazz was in the right place at the right time because while these women were getting over, let's be honest and let's be fair about this, none of them were really excellent in-ring performers. They could take bumps, they could look good, but as far right. as putting it together in the ring, that wasn't their forte. Jazz, Jazz was, was a worker. Right. And that's where the six... Had she been there two years or a year sooner, this would not yeah. be the story. Yeah, right. She probably could have saved the division on her own. But that's where the stepping off point. Jacqueline say, started the women's division in the 90s. Jazz... No, no. I mean, I mean, like, a year or two before this situation right now, she probably would have been overlooked because of all those right. people yes. that were up there. Yes. They were, like, hoarding it. They weren't trying to build... Yeah. A women's division. They were just trying to. They, you know they what were I mean? not like, interested in a women's division that actually involved wrestling. Right. They were not interested in that. Jazz came right. at just the right time because all these other women wanted really bad to be yeah. good wrestlers. They They're like, we'll do the diva shit, but I really want to. I yeah. really want to wrestle. We'll give you the gravy bowl matches and the and the and the 
bra and panty matches. We're going to do all those things. We don't care. But in the middle of all that, can we actually yeah. do some actual wrestling? Right, right, right. And that's where Fit Finley became the trainer for the women, and Jazz kind of became a player coach. You know, right. she's in the ring with him and on TV, but she's also tutoring and teaching him, blah, 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 blah. So right. she actually saved the division if you really want to be serious about it. Yeah. See, uh, you learned Trish, some shit, man. Trish, Trish has given her credit on multiple occasions for being the one who really beat the shit out of her and really taught her not just the moves, but why we're doing these moves, transitioning from spot to spot and all that stuff. When they had the first ever women's main event on Raw, Trish credits Jazz for coming up with a lot of the shit that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, go from here to here, sequence this, watch, feel the crowd. If they like it, go with it. If they don't, back off, go to this. And that's how that works. She saved it. Well, it's funny that you say that because I don't know if that's the Raw that you're talking about here. But she beat Jacqueline at one point to become the number one contender. Then she actually um, fought Trish and lost, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But... Uh, the Royal Rumble, I think it was. It was the Royal Rumble pay-per-view where they had a title match and she lost. But then February 4th, 2002, on Raw, she beat Trish for the belt. And she wasn't act- she's actually a two-time women's belt holder. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, she yeah. did make it in she she did make it into the WS you Hall of Fame in 2010. Yeah, women's but I was going to ask you, did she yeah. ever make it into like the WWE Hall of Fame? No. According to this, she's also in the Texas Hall of Fame. She's in a lot of yes. Hall of Fame. Yes, she's in a couple of Hall of Fames. I saw that, but I was yeah. wondering if she got into uh, the As far WWE as the big one, the WWE, no. And I don't necessarily know why. I don't think the WWE sees her in her role the same way that everyone else does because – this is one of those situations where it's like you got to give a crest, you have to give a person credit for what they did, but sometimes you pull back because if they weren't there to do it, would the result have changed? And I don't think that it would have. Uh, I think that's where WWE sits on with that. Where, yes, her involvement really did shape an entire division, a division that, to be honest with you, uh, is still very vibrant today. Uh, but if they did not have Jazz, if you look at that six-person matchup and you remove her and put in another wrestler, does that change the course of how this would have worked out? Probably well, not. Because... I think, based on what you were saying, yes. Because if Trish Stratus is is crediting Jazz so much based yeah. on what she taught her, if she wasn't there to teach her, I don't. Do you think Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus would have still became the dominating icon in that era of women's yes, wrestling? Because Jazz wasn't the only woman on the planet that knew that shit. It, she Income? credits Jazz because Jazz did it. But if it wasn't Jazz, if they would have brought in another female of equal talent, it would have equated to the same thing. The division exploded because of the desire and the, and the motivation of the women that were in it. Jazz just happened to be the right person at the right time to fuel that flame. You right. find somebody else with a similar skill set, you probably would have gotten to the same spot. It wasn't like she did anything really that crazy. She just wrestled wrestling matches. She just did it right. with people who were willing to learn from her. You put another veteran in that position, you might get the same. You might not. But I, right. I think the WWE sees her as, yes, she was talented, and yes, she was good for the time we had her, but they didn't have her for long. And the women that she performed with actually came out of it more successful than she did. 
And I also think it doesn't help that her husband, Rodney Mack, who was also there at the time, uh, another person who likes to make bridges explode while they're still standing on them. So, right. Yeah, that also doesn't help. Good enough. Well, that's that. <laughs> but it's Valentine's weekend, bro. Mm-hmm. It's Valentine's weekend, and I sent you a whole bunch of shit, and you said you were really, really, really into the shit that I sent you. Because... Dude, this shit was fun. Like, yeah, I was cracking up on some of this shit, man. <laughs> and it, it made me remember how fucking hot Lita was. Jesus yes. Christ. I said that woman's her. body was fucking insane, yes. man. Yes, it was. And she was very good and adept at using it. <laughs> oh my god. She was athletic as fuck. But I sent my brother a whole bunch of links just for references, really, because we don't have to go through all of this, but it was it the No, nah, there's a few the, you can skip for sure. There, there's there's a this is the weekend of love. So I was it like, is. bro, how can I tie this to pro wrestling? And what other sport or entertainment with that whichever side you pick has had more weddings? Live on television, then fucking Dude, I was WWE. I was blown away with how many of these were. I didn't put them all. These were just the ones that I gave a fuck about because I there was there was what was it Lashley and Lana just last year I believe when they did this shit. So there, yeah, the Daniel Bryan one and the AJ Lee one could have been left out. That that shit was weird. Well, the only like, there was reason, no point to yeah. that. The only reason I put that one in there is because of how the whole thing. Ended up shaping toward the end. That was kind of the beginning of AJ Lee's ascent off into the fucking stratosphere. She mm-hmm. actually got more over faster than Daniel did from fucking that. And I was like, oh, my God. She got so over, she ended up becoming Punk's wife. They're like, this is amazing. That, that, <laughs> that, that ended up being all the worked out. going forward. It all worked out for everybody. See? Uh, there was a few here. I had to start off because I found, believe it or not, I found weddings that the WWE did before this, that I didn't even know existed. I didn't throw them on the list because I didn't care about them, but I thought it was cool to mention that there were some before this. Uh, But I had to start this list off with the Macho Man of the Year. The Macho Man of the Year. I was going to ask you, was this one, like, real? (laughs) Like, uh, listen, guys, I I am the fan that ever that WW that Vince wants so bad that just buys all this shit. But they had like a ceremony afterwards. Yeah. They had a reception and, and the whole deal, right? Well, here's the thing with this. So no, they were married already, right? But okay, the, but the, but they are together. Yeah, no. At the time, they were happily married couple, right? Yeah. Okay. And and the the reason for the wedding is because they were having a really hard time. And this is the beauty of Miss Elizabeth, and I'm going to catch so much shit. But I've said it before, and I will say when it again. don't you? Nobody is more overrated in fucking wrestling than Miss Elizabeth. She did fucking nothing. She didn't say anything of importance. She didn't fucking do anything of importance. The only thing she was ever famous for was being cute. She wasn't even that hot, but she was cute, and... This is where I always give her credit. Situations like this wedding. Because she counteracted the Macho Man gimmick. She was the anti-Macho Man piece to the puzzle. That was perfect. They couldn't get sympathy on this guy worth shit. Because he's the fucking Macho Man. Have you seen a Macho Man promo? Where do you get sympathy from this shit? He is so fucking aggressive. And so fucking intense. How the fuck as a babyface do you go... 
oh, man, I feel bad for him. How the fuck does that even work? She was his only real weakness. And that was the point of this wedding. Because the wedding, even though they didn't do anything crazy with it, it looked and felt like a, just a legit wedding they just had. And that was on purpose so that people would be like, what a nice moment. You share that with the audience. Now the audience right. gets invested in you as a couple. So after mm -hmm. that, when he starts slapping this bitch around, oh, you son of a bitch, you're a heel. Oh, you're a bad guy. You're a fucking, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. They right. would just go in on this fucking guy. That was the whole point of the wedding. But I put it in there because it's also one of the most famous ones. Everyone remembers the macho man, Miss Elizabeth. And that Did song. you take this woman as your bride? He's like, ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to do that. Mine. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So people think I'm lying when I say it. You were there, bro. I, I, Guys don't get music at their wedding. They're supposed to stand there and the girl gets her song. Nigga, I had an entrance. I came out to Metallica's Enter Sandman. I had music, Muzak. Everyone had entrances, bro. Get out of here. I'm from the wrestling world, of course. I'm not coming out there to no music. What am I, a cornball? Come on. What is this? So, yeah. So, the Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth, that was definitely the first one that uh, we had there. That's the first one on the list. I was like, I was throwing them for a second. I was like, is this real? Did they get married for the first time here live on Raw? Yep, they definitely. Wait, 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 wait. That was, that was SummerSlam. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got. They got I don't know. I was just watching the event. Yeah, they got married at SummerSlam there. So Ooh, uh, even better at a pay per view, huh? Yeah. I the next one on the list. I'm just gonna throw all these together. Oh, dude, this one. I love. Oh, this is my favorite. I'm not, and, and I know we should, probably shouldn't do this so early, but this is. I entitled this. The three stages of Stephanie McMahon. Because all of them indicate three different points in her career. And I can all, respect that. All, it's all fantastic. Stephanie McMahon and The Undertaker, The Dark Wedding, when she was young, innocent, virginistic Stephanie. Can I say oh. that this woman aged like amazingly? I of so much prefer rich. the older Stephanie than the younger Stephanie. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. How hot was she in the Triple H wedding? Oh Dude. my god, bro. Oh my god. Bitty. She's ridiculous. But the the Undertaker one? Yeah. I was listening to it and Dude, they did that shit perfectly. When, when he was like, bear his seed or some shit yeah. like that, she was like, no! Yeah! Oh, no. I was fucking you, dying, You dude. wish her to bear your children? Yeah! She's like, now she let off a shriek, man. I love the buildup. I love the buildup. Because what was that? I think it was Shamrock first, right? To try to break it up. And they beat up Shamrock. And then, like, Big Show came out. No, uh, I think it was Big Show. No, no, two two people came out. Big Show was the second one. And then Taker took him out with a bat. And they were just running right. out of heroes. There was no one left to save him. And then he go, the music guy should be in the Hall of Fame for this. Because right when he Paul said that line and Taker went to pull the hood back and he's got his eyes in the back of his head, that's when the glass broke. Like, right when his fucking hood goes back, bam. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then the hug, then when she's hugging him and he's got his hands up. See, he was always good for the Me Too stuff. He's had his hands right up for the camera. <laughs> he's like, I didn't, I didn't touch and then, you. And, 
And it was beautiful because him and Vince are in the midst of this blood feud, and you just see Vince eyeballing Austin like, thank you, and he's just staring at him back. And the commentators are like, they don't like each other, but he just did it because it was right. It's like, <laughs> whatever, dude. He fucking whooped some serious ass. That was the he beginning was, of Steph. Right thing to do. Innocence, virtuistic Steph. And then we see Stephanie McMahon in Test, which eventually leads to conniving Steph. Can we say, can I just take a moment here and say that when I was listening to that and that theme came on, that's got to be one of the more memorable themes for me. I know that's going to come off as Test? weird, but I only reason, yes. And the reason oh. why I, be, I say that is because we went to a lot of events around that time. Yes. So I get to hear, hear that a lot live. And then on top of that, I think if I remember correctly without like, cause I don't think I've ever said it, but I was just thinking about it. That had to have been one of my favorite themes back in the day. Because I remember like 30 or 40 different created characters that had that theme yeah. music. I fucking love that song. I, had the CD. I was like, God, this is such a good theme, man. Yeah, I had the CD, the uh, volume four. And I, we used to rock it all the time. I remember when Wayne was a baby and we used to rock it. And she always used to laugh at the part toward before the hook hits. It was like, uh, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> didn't she, didn't she like Tess? Who was the one that liked Tess? Wayne. Was it Lily? Wayne. It, it was with, like she she Test. was a young girl yes. and for whatever reason would Test. Test come out all glazed up it. she would fucking lose her mind. Yep. Test. <laughs> Test was the was the thing. On yeah, that. Test was. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't hear much about Test, man. I know he probably wasn't like the craziest guy in the world, but yeah, he, he had, had some big moments potential. in my life, yeah. man. No, oh, no, he had a lot of potential. He did a lot of cool stuff in wrestling. He's not here anymore with us to come back to, but he when right. he was here. He had a nice little run. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And this wedding, though, people forget that it was Tess because all they remember is a passed-out Stephanie McMahon sitting in the car with Triple H doing the best Stephanie McMahon impression I've ever heard to this day. Do you take this man to be your lawfully widow? Yes. Yes, I love him. I will be his wife forever and ever. <laughs> like, can you imagine if they did a passed-out wedding thing now on TV? Oh, oh my, my God. God. No, oh dude, my god! And I love it. I hate you. I hate you. And then, like a week later, she's like, "I love him. He's the best." <laughs> I said, "Ma'am, stop oh, syndrome." And then, of course, my favorite wedding of all time. And technically, it wasn't a wedding. I know people are gonna hear this. Gonna go, "Hey, this doesn't really count." I know it was the renewing of their vows. I get it. But they went. That's the whole, still a wedding. They went the whole shebang. They had the. The, the priest and the look and all that stuff and I will never forget down deep within my nethers I will never forget that fucking face that Stephanie McMahon made at the end of that shit when he pie faced her and walked out of the ring and she had that one string of spit that just went from her top lip to the bottom and she just had that evil demonic fucking screech like, oh my God, I will never. Oh, yeah, this was the one it. where uh, she said that she was pregnant, but she yes. wasn't. Yes. When he, when Dude, he, when he this was. Okay, remember I was telling you before I was getting chills? This was the one that yes. I was getting chills on. Yes. This was the one because, I, dude, every single time, for whatever reason, when I have to watch. Uh, old Triple H clips. I remember why I fucking love this guy so much. Yeah, man. he was. He is so just great, so fucking good, yeah. man. 
Fuck. Every time I see you, it reminds me of why I love you so much. <laughs> it was just because everyone in the audience knew it was coming, but his buildup, the way that he just kept doing it. You know, when your wife is pregnant, you love her more, which is debatable. But it's like, when, when, it, if you, I'm not mistaken, we as the audience knew he knew yes, already, right? Right, yes. Okay, but she, did, as she the was not aware, did not that know he, that he knew. Right, exactly. So she. Because that's the vibe I was getting when I was watching. I was like, wait, I feel like we know he yes, knows already. That was because, the, but wait, I can't remember the, the way it yeah, played out. That was the great part about it because the audience knew, he knew. But but Steph didn't know and Vince didn't know. So when right. he hit her with the line, a lying, conniving bitch, and Vince's <laughs> face goes, what and the everyone fuck? Everyone went fucking nuts, yeah, dude. Like, How could you do this to me? How could you do that? And then Vince was like, Ugh. and then he took that shitty botched pedigree, and that's dude, when he pie-faced Steph. I was dying because I was like, how do you call a girl out at your wedding Call her a bitch and then beat her dad up. That shit is beat her so dad up, pie face her, and then walked <laughs> off. And then she asked when she hit him with the scream, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because Ross, Ross sold it better than even Triple H did. Because before she screamed, she turns. I'll never forget this, and folks, this is why I say it a thousand times on my show attention to detail because Steph turned when she first turned she didn't have her mouth open not like the screech she turned and almost like a peer like her eyes were like real peered in like that and she turned and if you really pay attention she noticed herself on the screen she could see it because she's staring at Triple H and she kind of glances up for a second and realizes, uh-oh, the camera's got my face. Let me let me cash in on this. And that's right. when she breathes in real hard and she just does the scream. I don't think the scream was planned. I think the look was all she needed because I don't think she thought the room would be that close, the handheld. When she saw an opportunity that she's, okay, I'm on the screen. They're on me, not him. That's right. when she hit the screen, and the I'll give I'll give the truck credit. They went back and forth on right. Triple H's reaction and the scream and Jr. with the home run because the scream. I know it wasn't intentional, but the scream scared Ross. Right, like on commentary. Look at that face on Stephanie McMahon, and when she screamed, he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like he started really <laughs> getting into it. Like she's she's about to go say it on this motherfucker. He's like, but that was something. Now that you say that, when you bring that up, that really stood out to me about how like because I was also thinking about like the scene where Kurt Angle and she was with Tess, and then she had the Undertaker thing. And it was a Triple H. I'm sure there's probably some I don't even remember. One would think, damn, Vince, you really kind of, like, put your daughter out there with all these dudes, and it just kind of seemed... But then you see, like, the payoff with Triple H and that stuff that's happened there, and when you start to really go... Man, it really makes you think that maybe it wasn't (laughs) Vince at all. Like, maybe it was all her that wanted to do all this stuff, and she was just so intrigued with the business to learn. And then when you get, like, around the Triple H... Stephanie, you start to get like you get to see like everything she learned, and like you said, understanding where the camera is and her ring awareness, and yeah, knowing what to say, when to say it, when to be aggressive, when to be in the face. Like she learned all that shit through all those little moments that she had through wrestling. Man, we could do a whole thing on her because she 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 impresses me a lot. She she 
those are all good things that you just mentioned. And, yeah, she's told a story a couple times where, like, for instance, you brought it up perfectly, the Triple H-Kurt Angle rivalry where Kurt had kissed her and it set off the husband and then Triple H got caught in the room with Trish and then that was a big thing. Like, they had a big angle going for a while. And, yeah, a lot of that was her saying, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm I'm sure Triple H and all these guys had the idea of where the story itself would go, but she was a real game player in all this. She What she ended up learning was the whole the role of the female in all of this because the rivalry is between the two guys. And while it was fun to be in the middle of all that because it led to fantastic matches between Triple H and Kurt Angle, I think the biggest lesson that she learned from that was that in the course of all of that, despite the fact that her name was McMahon, she essentially was just a piece of meat involved in the whole thing, right? There was right. no real, well, I'm going to be with her because she's in charge of the company, right? right? It was almost like her title didn't really mean anything in that. She's just, this is my wife, my property. Stop touching with, stop playing with my toys. And then Kurt Angle said, no, I'm going to put my finger all in your toys. Fuck you. And then they were just going back <laughs> and forth. And that was bas- that's basically the fucking rivalry at the end of it. Remember, we were, we're just friends, right? It's definitely uh, me and Kurt Angle, we're just friends, and that was the whole deal. That was a great angle for her, but I think she realized after that that right. she's not the usual female. And Mm-mm. she's in a position to do more things than that. And I think that's what elevated her when she started doing, uh, was it? Yeah, she was the general manager of SmackDown. And then all right. of a sudden she became a female in power. And she's been a runaway freight train ever since because. Her ability, like you said, to read the room and to catch cameras and to feel the audience and all that stuff, that has now become, and I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad she's taking a break, that's become a negative now for her as well as Shane because and Shane has developed oh, the, the same. The old, the old McMahon stigma? Yeah, they've developed the same problem because what they used to do back in the day does not work now because – Vince has a system in place that does not allow that to work. When you would do promos, when you would do angles like this, a lot of that stuff is called either on the fly or you'd audible from what the plan was because it's not really vibing. The the guys in in, in the company now can't do that. So when Shane gets on a microphone and deviates, or if Steph gets on the microphone and deviates, it fucks over the talent. And what ends up happening is it makes them look very... It makes them look more dominant than the physical talent, and that's never the way that it's supposed to be. It wasn't that. When Steph would do that to Steve, Steve would stun her, right? If this is going off the rails and Steph's starting to get over on me, I I got to drop this bitch. That's it. I got (laughs) to drop it. Same thing with The Rock and same thing with Taker. They wouldn't. Those people have the freedom to not let them, Stephanie and Shane, get over on them on TV. We don't have that setup now. So Steph has made a career now, the last two or three years, of just emasculating people on fucking TV. And they mm. can't do anything about it. And that's the part that has ruined a lot of people. Dusty Rhodes, the great American Dusty Rhodes, baby. I've never talked about Dusty more in my life on this podcast than I have this episode. But he he was the one who got in serious trouble because the idea was is that Triple H and Dusty were going to get into something. And that was going to feud off Cody and... Goldust, I think it was against the Shield. And the deal was is that the Shield were the tag champs. And Cody and Goldust were going to compete for the tag titles. And if they lost, then they would, all the roads 
Dusty included would be out of a job. It was basically like 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 career versus title situation. And in order to hype the match, Dusty and Triple H got into a verbal exchange, which on paper sounds fantastic. Unfortunately, Steph was there. And for whatever reason, Steph did not want to be left out of this conversation. She didn't want to be just another person standing in the ring. So as soon as you two guys started getting momentum, she would just interject and interject and interject. And at one point, Dusty and Triple H got into a face-to-face. They were very close. That's the picture you want, right? Just Dusty and Triple H right there, face-to-face, two legends eyeballing each other. And out of nowhere, like a fucking cartoon, Steph just arrives in the scene right behind him with a microphone in her hand, and Dusty puts his hand up right fucking in her face, bro. Like, to shut her up. Like, he grabbed the microphone, pushed it down, and put a hand in her face and kept lock on the Triple H. Now, on, <laughs> St- now on Steph's face, you can tell if you, if what the fuck is this motherfucker doing could be a face, that would be the <laughs> one to have. Triple H didn't break because Triple H knew better. Triple H didn't break. Dusty didn't break. Steph broke because fuck this guy, right? That was yeah. a big that was a big deal. He was never on main main roster television after that. Off to NXT you go, and then you and Triple H can deal that out. Now, I can't imagine what kind of a shitty situation that was for Triple H. Are you gonna tell this nigga something? Well, bitch, I mean you the one I like how am I what is what's happening here right now? Oh, the age old situation <laughs> where the woman has steps in the way and then yep. the guy has to do like <laughs> He's like, well, you going to tell him something? Well, I mean, like, you the one who... Was, I mean, you know, technically, yeah. you were out of line. Yeah, and but because you hold the vagina, yeah. I'll handle it. I was probably, that's probably what it was. Like, you know what, Steph? I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll talk to him. You going to talk to him right here? No, 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 no. In private, you know. And then and then, and then they go in the next room. like, yo, you, you crazy, bro. Like, you trying to get me in trouble? Like, what's the deal, bro? Come on, man. You can't be doing that on TV. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Stephanie had a bunch of weddings. Uh, from Steph, I guess we could just transitional transition over to Lita because mm. Lita had quite a few of these too. Yes, uh, and can we say that the Kane and Lita one is probably one of my favorite because how gangster is it to make a woman marry? Like he's making this girl marry him, who clearly does can't stand him. She's in love with another man. You don't care. She says mean shit to you, but that's kind of your bag, so you fuck with it. Yeah. And then she, her man comes out to save her. You beat his ass and then go back and finish the yes. wedding. And then, no, and here's how the story gets crazier because they never say the actual words, right? But essentially, he rapes her, right? Because the, the whole time, she's she doesn't even want to be around him. So the fact that she's even pregnant at some point is a mystery to all, right? I'm right. assuming he took the pussy, right? That's that's how that goes from that. He then, said you won't know happiness yeah, anymore. Yeah. You only and know then, And then and then because she's pregnant, they start fighting a little bit less. But then Snitsky hits her by accident. She miscarries. Imagine that they had this woman miscarry on fucking television. Oh and then because God, of that, dude. she now sides with Kane to beat up Gene fucking Snitsky. Right? This this is how we're gonna get Snitsky over. We're gonna cause him to. Make one of our most popular superstars have a fucking miscarriage on television. And then Kane's going to go ahead and beat him up. And then the two of them are going to be on the same page for a while. This this whole, if you really look back on this whole rivalry, that whole shit was wonky. 
Oh, wonky? That's the wonky. word you're coming up with here? Wonky. wonky? It, it was all over the map. It was <laughs> wonky. It was all over the Dude. fucking place. Dude, we could literally do an entire segment yeah. that could go for almost an entire year of all the greatest moments in WWE that would never exist in wrestling today. Yeah. The entire Attitude Era, man. The shit have to they got away with is yeah. insane. Yeah. You'd have to scrape all that off. And the shit that happened. We, we, we just talked about Lita and Kane. Lita's got another one with Edge. Yeah. And, and guess who made the running on that one? <laughs> yeah, and he beat somebody else's ass yeah. during their wedding. Kane he's too on ass with that wedding. He's, he's with it. He'll fuck niggas up. He don't care. Bro, he don't care. <laughs> he don't care. Up. That's why he's on my wall, dude. He watches it. He protects hey, me. He protects <laughs> him. Uh, there was a situation that happened that wasn't a wedding that tro- that showed true love. And it really, hey, listen, if you're going to talk about how bad Lita's body looks. Oh, my God. We gotta, Damn. How can we talk about love? How can we talk about the weekend of love without mm-hmm. mentioning the live sex celebration? Gotta talk Jeez. about it. Gotta talk about it. Dude, can we since- talk about like what that did to me as a kid when I saw that? Well, dude? you know what? It's funny because recently we've had reports coming out. Apparently, what it did to Lita was no good. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, apparently, Lita, because she was asked about this recently about the live section, she said she goes, "I don't really look back on that as a good thing because I really didn't want to fucking do that." Well, I wouldn't think she would want No, to. but I mean, like, getting ready to leave the arena, this is bullshit, like, I don't want to do this. And the funny part is, is she she said Edge and Cena, because that was the feud at the time, Edge and Cena, who were backstage when this whole thing was put together, they were like, I don't think she should do this. <laughs> and this, that's, I, I, I love the fact that she was very honest about the fact that Edge and Cena were like, I don't, I don't know if this is such a good idea. And Vince, oh, it's going to be good shit. Yeah, because it puts them in a fucking awkward situation. Yeah. God forbid, God forbid, someone slipped and like knocked something down, and now her titties are out on. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she don't because they, t- they took her bra off and all that stuff and da 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 da. All that stuff. All that know? stuff came right off, and it was like, hey, I I remember how awkward it was when uh, was it? Uh, uh, I think Edge pushed her forward on the bed, and he had her doggy for a little bit. We're like, yeah, oh. and it grabbed her hair all. Awkward, but hey, it worked for me though. Hey, say, listen, they got me to where I need to be. Thank you. Hey, man. listen, it got me ready for an early shower. That's for sure. Bye. I'm gonna take a shower. And leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that man. Let me tell you something. Uh, that that was a fun night for I know you know for Lita. From what I hear, wasn't such a fun night, and I feel bad. But I mean, in 2005, yeah, I was a uh, 22. And I was with a girl for about two years at that point. And, uh, yeah, I had to go work out my uh, – exercise my demons on that girl. Listen, quick. sometimes they fall victim to moments like that. Mm, see that? See? And everyone should understand, folks. Everyone should understand. Love comes in all form. Weddings are beautiful, but sex is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially live and, uh, and isn't that the reason why we do it? <laughs> isn't that why we're all here, folks? <laughs> oh man as far as wrestling itself goes um there is a fucking pay-per-view this fucking sunday i keep forgetting please don't sound too excited about it no i actually kind of am 
Not as much. So as I, I had a moment be. today at work as I was driving around, and I says to myself, I says, I says to myself, I'm a little too hard on NXT. Nah, I don't, I I don't am. think so. So I think I don't starting think so. from this pay-per-view, no, I'm going no, to be no, a little no, bit no. more open-minded. Don't do it with this one. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> time out. No. Listen, I can't, I can't Wait, choose out. when I feel giving. No, 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 no save it. <laughs> this, is your, this is your time to shine. <laughs> no, no, not this one. Greatest argument. Uh, no, I actually think, I actually think, I don't think this one's going to be that bad. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only ones that I'm really worried about are those, uh, are those tag matches. Those are the only ones I'm really worried about. Uh, Gargano and Kushida. For the NXT North American Championship, I don't think that's going to be terrible. Um, it's similar style, so we'll see how long that lasts. Right. Uh, the two main title matches I'm extremely excited about. Balor and Dunn yeah, for the NXT title is going to be fucking amazing. And I am over the moon for the triple threat women's match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. Man, if I could pick a four-way in life. He said, Aunt. You, you can choose one night to be with three women, and, and and you might die after. It'll be that great, that great of a night. You might not survive it. Pick three. Oh man, I might. This might be my three. I mean, the stamina in here. I'd have to fucking exercise my ass off. I'd have to train heavy. You fuck to, with EO? Oh, I fucks with EO. I'm a little iffy on Mercedes, boy. Listen, I, I'm good. Really? Whoa. She's the one you're iffy on? Yeah. I, well, first of all, uh, yeah, she's the one I'm iffy on. I, I'm with EO, and I'm with Tony, of course. Vanilla cake. Oh, oh that's listen, that wasn't even a question. Yeah. The fact that you brought it up is kind of disrespectful. <laughs> Why, are you iffy on EO? Not iffy on EO. I'm just surprised that you're not. Why? Because Why I don't surprise? think I don't... I've ever in my life heard you, like, Anywhere near attracted to like an Asian? Are girl. you kidding me, bro? That's what I've been telling. I've I don't know how many times on my show I've said it. If me and Steph ever broke up, I'm done with Latinas. I'm done. I'm retired from the game. Asians is up. At, uh, Asians. Is oh, listen. Back. You can only you can only do Latinas so many times. Yeah, I've been. Doing, I've been <laughs> you can I've only been, be threatened to be killed so I've many times in your life Latina. before you just want to switch it up. Yeah, I've been served Latina for 18 years. I, I'm I'm going Asian cuisine next, and it'll be oh easier because of the last name. So we're gonna be. Straight. It'll be easier. We're we're, be I won't straight. have to get that. Sh- we won't have to hear that last name shit anymore. Yeah, exactly. And people are like, "What the real one that you guys don't know?" That's what it that's the point. The ones that I am concerned about, and didn't, and just like Cornette was saying, wouldn't you know who won the pony? Didn't we sit here and go over these fucking brackets, and fucking say? It's got to be Dakota Kai and Raquel because they're their only fucking team there. But since they're heels, it's got to be the baby faces they're pushing. So it's probably going to be Moon and Shitsy Blackfart. And here we are. <laughs> Shitsy Blackfart. I can't. Yo, uh, she might be my favorite wrestler just off of just that. Just off the name. But, but didn't we say this is exactly where we would be at the there end of the There was one thing? that you said you were kind of hoping it was them. The because they ones. were like the only tag team in the whole fucking thing. This, Dakota Kai and Raquel. They were the only, they're the only tag team in the damn tournament. Okay. And I was like, they're going to get there, but they're the heels. So they need a baby face to go against. And I knew it would be this one because in spite of the fact of they're having way better options in this tournament, this is the two right. that they're high on. So I was like, oh, this is going to be it. 
So now Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez need to win this. Otherwise, it was a waste of everyone's time. Because Ember and Shotzi will not be a team after this. Right. So it does not even begin to make sense. The, the, the Dusty Rhodes men's side, uh, this is probably going to be the opening match, or at least I'm hoping it is, because I, I really, either that one or it's probably going to be Gargano and Kushida. But I, I'm not really interested in this match. I've seen, I was, I had high hopes for MSK. And the hopes that I had was that they would be different from what I've seen before from them. I understand they can do athletic shit. Huzzah, right? Right. Great for you. And I was like, well, maybe we'll see some more personality. Maybe we'll see. And they're horrible on the mic. And I was like, oh, my God. Why weren't these guys, quote, unquote, developed first? Why are they here right now? And in the finals of this fucking tournament. Now, the team they're going against, they're they're a legit team. Grizzled Young Veterans. I'm not enthralled with them either. Are you using a typewriter? What was that? No, I'm not. Oh, like Express News. Grizzled Young Veterans. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, MSK no. hasn't developed yet. Stop. And then Grizzly, was like, I was like, what the fuck is that sound in the back? Uh, but yeah, the Dusty Rhodes, uh, these two tag matches are the only one I'm concerned about. The other three I think are going to deliver pretty good. So hopefully they <sighs> hopefully they space these fuckers out. I'm actually questioning which match goes last. I don't know if it's going to be this triple threat or if it's going to be this NXT title match. I don't know. Let's see. We will see. We're not gonna I would imagine it would be Finn Balor. Uh, well, it's it's not always though. That's what I'm saying. Like some of the like, sometimes I let the girls go, give them okay. a night, and it's Valentine's Day weekend, baby. Let the ladies go, man. It's Valentine. Oh no, man! Just give vanilla cakes on the screen. Oh please. yes, don't make me wait for Jesus. it. Jesus, don't make me wait for it. One last. Don't make me don't wait. Make me wait for it. Don't tease me, baby. We are in our main event position here. There's a piece. I wrote one sentence down for, for my brother to look at. Relationship advice or lack thereof. I have to clarify something. Mm-hmm. I have to get it off my chest. Okay, This is why I wrote this here. Okay, My story has been well spoken about on this fucking show. Everyone knows. Yes, I've been with my wife for forever. Right? 18 years. Together with this lady. All right. She was 18. I was 20. We're now in our late 30s. Okay. It's been a long fucking road. I have a lot of friends who have bad, (laughs) bad relationship uh, history. Right. They're just Uh really bad relationships and dating and all that stuff. So from time to time, I get asked questions. You know, yeah. hey, look at his situation. He figured it out. Maybe he can help me out. Folks, mm-hmm. I'd like to go on record and and let all of you know, do not ask me these fucking questions. I'm not. Why? the person. I am not the person to be asking these fucking questions. Why? You've I got a pretty long relationship. But that's the problem. That's why, why I'm the wrong person to fucking ask. I'll, and I'll explain the scenario that happened that made me think of this. Okay. I got a buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna change his name for facts for for legal reasons, right? His name is I don't know Bob, right? Well, just, his name is Bob. I fuck with Bob. Yeah, I fucks with Bob too. He's a cool dude, Bob. If you're listening, I'm sorry I brought this up on the air, but it it had to be said. It's not about you, buddy. Get over yourself. It's about me. So, <laughs> Bob is a great fucking guy. As an individual, he's fucking fantastic. Bob is horrible in fucking relationships. Horrible. Okay? okay? Right. Now, I personally believe it's not all him. 
I personally believe he's just been shacking himself up with a bunch of morons over the years, but that's neither here nor there. Right. He talks to me all the time about this shit. I, what am I supposed to say in these conversations, right? He always talks to me about these female issues, and I only have the one female with the same fucking issues I've been dealing with since fucking forever. Because if this mm. chick refuses to unplug the tub one more time, we're going to throw hands. But that's you, another you, you're, you're accidentally saying the, like, the biggest thing right now, but go yeah. ahead. Okay, so, here, so here's the deal, right? So uh, he always asks me questions, right? What should I do here? What should I do? And I, tell, I told him the same thing I'm going to tell everybody right now so that we're all clear and on the same page. If you want to come to me and ask mm-hmm. me relationship advice, I'm in a relationship. I'm with the person I know I'm going to be with for as long as I want to be, I guess. We're comfortable. We're good. But I'm fucking up. I'm making some mistakes here. She's making some mistakes. I don't know how to confront her or whatever the case may be. You want to ask me in relationship shit, I'm your guy. Right, I've been here for forever. I've literally made every mistake in the book, sometimes twice, sometimes three times. Oh, so you're and, only good for with the people that are fully when, committed. When they just need the to relation- know how to right. not walk when out. You're in, <laughs> yes, when you're in the relationship and you're trying to prevent from making the big mistake or you want some ideas, and what, what can I do here? Like You know what I'm saying? I'm the guy for that, okay? If you're dating, if you're meeting people, because the, the, top, the top question me and Steph always get even when we're not together the top question we always get how did you know right how did you know how did you know you guys were going to be together for this long how did you know that Ooh, i feel like you're about to give yes. the answer and that I'm, is the truth but you cannot explain it unless no, I'm you going, actually I'm live go, it. i'm going to explain it i'm going to explain <laughs> it i'm a horrible person to ask that question to because i don't have a fucking answer and say, how did you know i fucking knew how? That's well, it. What happened? That's like, the answer. I no, that's not did. horrible. That's You're giving them no, the right, right answer. But this is why I tell people I'm bad. I'm I'm not the person. I, I'm going to say it again. Steph was 18. I was 20. For our entire adult lives, we only have been with each other. So if you come at me and you go, well, you know, I've been dating. I've been seeing this chicken. Da, 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 I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I skipped. I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-eight this month. In about two weeks, I'm gonna be thirty-eight. I never had to meet women in bars. I never had blind dates. I never did the online app search stuff or meeting new people. I never. Oh, I got a friend of a friend. Or I. I. None of that shit. I never experienced any of it. All of my relationship experience. Is all with this one individual and the many stages that happen with that. People who get hooked up in the relationships in their 30s and they have to figure out, well, how am I going to be, how do I stay myself and not lose myself in this relationship? And how do I, what do I sacrifice? What do I keep? I went, that's the easiest, bro. Yeah, that's, I, where I, that's my story. I went through that when I was 20. I, she went through that when she was 18. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. We didn't. We didn't get a chance to become our own people and then meld together. We had to discover <laughs> who we were as people whilst discovering who we were as a couple simultaneously. 
Right, and that's not fucking this. easy. That dude. is, in my opinion, now that I'm looking back at it, it's the way hardest. harder than doing it the other way. Anything else, right? Because we had to find we didn't. Two people get into a relationship as adults; they know what their boundaries are, right? Mm-hmm. They, we know. I know what I like and what I don't like. When I meet the right person, I'll know what I'm willing to sacrifice to be with that person. We didn't right. know. We had to figure out along the way. What's going to set her off? What's going to set me off? What? How right. do we meet in the middle? Blah, blah, blah. We did all that together. So as far as the relationship itself, once you're in it and you need some sort of help keeping that ball rolling, I'm good for that because that's what I've done for fucking forever. If you're going to tell me, well, how do I know if this is the person that's right for me? I don't fucking know. I yeah, there's no, no there, fucking help. People who ask that question, I just want you to understand that is a fucking ridiculous question to ask people <laughs> because the correct answer is when you know, right. you'll know. You'll know. The problem right. is I don't know you, so I yes. can't give you that answer. Yeah, it's very hard, and I'm. A, I I wanted to say this publicly because I think sometimes people feel like I'm being dismissive. Well, they're like, well, like I'm trying to keep my keep people a, my, want a cheat sheet. Yeah, they right. Exactly. That's exactly it. They they want to know all the shortcuts to get to where they want to go. And I don't have any because everything that I did to get to where I'm at, I did everything the wrong way first. So while, yes, I could say, well, this is what ended up working for me. That is not a 100 percent guarantee it's going to work for you. I don't know what your situation is. For the record, I don't care. Because I have my own shit. The only thing, a lot of my friends, first of all, there's very few people on earth that I speak to that knew me BS before Steph, right? You're like one of the few people that I speak to that know that knew me, obviously, before her. We've been together for so long, uh, the people who knew us when we got together aren't even in our fucking lives anymore. That's how life changes sometimes. Right. So everyone who knows me Knows Steph. Knows her. Everyone that knows Steph knows me. So it's <clears> just right. the way that it is. And in the beginning of our relationship, we fought a lot. Mm-hmm. So the people who would see us fight, they would go, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you even bothering with this? Because their first inclination would be to get the fuck out of there. Why are yeah, you fuck this shit. I'm not putting this? up with it. Right. So now... I mean, that was in the early stages. Now we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to leave her. I just yeah. want her to not leave her fucking yeah. socks in the middle of the living room. Yeah, this fucking, well, my issue was her socks in the bathroom, but I digress. But it's oh, just, well, mine's is the living room. Oh, so. yeah. Mine's, mine's is the living room. Oh, yeah. No, I could do that show all fucking day. Uh, she drives me nuts. And that's another thing. People, people will say, well, you know, uh, how do you, that was the one I got the other day. It was like, how do I get her to not be so crazy about things all the time and i'm like what kind of things are you talking about because there actually are some things that's a big question that's a that's actually a because it's so to me that's a vague question it's like, no no no. i mean what you said in response yeah was a huge question yeah it's like well what is it specifically that's driving her nuts because there might be something you could do about that there might be something that she that's just gonna have to deal with like for instance i've been with my wife for 18 years she hasn't washed a fucking dish in 18 fucking years. Maybe here or there. During, oh, definitely when she first got pregnant. Because she was like, let's see what all the hubbub is about. You know, Susie, she wanted to be Susie Homemaker. And she did about a week of that. And she was like, that's for the birds. And she fucking, that was it. That was the end of that. Back into retirement, she goes. That was something that we fought about a lot in the beginning. But it was something that at the end of the day, I had to think to myself, is this really worth the headache 
uh, fighting about it all the time. Obviously right. not. So I'm going to do the dishes. Fuck it. But here's the byproduct of that. If I'm going to be the only one to do the dishes, correct. you cannot tell me a fucking thing about dishes. That's do not right. walk up to me and, and ask me. my time. Yeah, exactly. Do not walk up to me and tell me, well, when are you planning on doing the dishes? Do not walk up to me and tell me, hey, I just did a whole bunch of cooking. Are you going to clean it? None of that. If you're going to cook, which, by the way, we both cook, right? But if you're going to cook right. and you're going to dump everything in the sink, that's where you left it, right? So right, that's, right, where right. You, that's where you're going to literally leave it. That's right. that's where it stays now. Do not come into the other room while I'm chilling out or doing something with Alex or something. And be like, hey, you know, those dishes. Are... <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's no, not how I, that's going to work. That's right. And, and yeah. you know, so there's, so there's different places and different things. So I asked him, I said, well, what is it exactly that's driving her nuts? And it's the one thing I was dreading. His answer was the one thing I was dreading. Oh, my Instagram, bro. <laughs> bro, like, you're not ready, champ. I said, just, on, I said just hold move, on. Just do I your said, thing. I said, hold on a second. What are you doing on your Instagram? Big oh, booty hoes. Yeah, yeah, big booty hoes and all kinds. And it's not even that. It's the liking, the comment. He sends him messages. He's he leaving money bags? Come on, yeah. man. I mean, rookie shit here. He, he's having, the, he's doing the whole shebang, and I'm like, oh, my God. Bro. Why Why are we even having this conversation said, at this point? what are you doing? Like, You're nah, wasting but, my time. Nah, but she's overreacting. I said, no, she's not. No, she's not, my no, nigga. No, he is not. She is not. He's like, what are you talking what, about? How would you feel you walked in the room and she was double tapping big dicks coming out of being <laughs> balls out of fucking... <laughs> You would not enjoy in trousers, it my guy. You wouldn't saying. feel too good about that. No, would you? you would not. <laughs> nah, son. No, but see, he tried that, and I told him that. I was like, "If you, what, what if this? What if it was? Because you got many, many hoes on your Instagram, right? I mean, his. I, I, I'm on his page too. He has a Hall of Fame on oh. his follow. He follows. Oh, he's, he's that guy. He doesn't follow big booty hoes. He follows the goats of big booty hoes. Like these are the okay. legends. Yeah, he only he has the utmost respect for his for his beat game for his for his for his touch himself shit. He only he, he only provides the Prime. best. Yeah, yeah, highest of quality. Highest of quality, right? So I'm like, all right, dude, you got like a bunch of them, right? Let me give you. Uh, let me ask you something. If she was following one dude, one, yeah, you knew for a fact had quite the pipe. <laughs> and, laying hammer and all oh, which one and, and was interested in laying said pipe and she never saw him in person never hung out with him but follows him on the ig likes his shit comments sends him the messages oh but she wouldn't do that why the fuck would she not do that oh because she's not that type of person oh so you oh you taking advantage then so because she don't partake in the whole activity you think that it's cool for you to partake in the whole activity because, quote unquote, that's how I was when she met me. No, bro. No, 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 no. Nah, let, to... let me explain something to you. When I buy shoes, I take the paper out the shoe. I don't leave the shoe inside. I don't leave the paper inside my shoe because that's the way it was when I bought it, Domi. I, mean, I need to beat that shoe. I take the paper out and I make the shoe conform to my foot. You got to conform. Ooh. To being in a relationship. When you say to a girl, okay, we're going to be together, that means big booty hoes is out the door. We mean out the door. Okay, listen to me right now because you're not paying attention. Follow along. <laughs> Why are you Follow- wasting your no, time listen, with this conversation? But listen, no, because I won in the end. 
let me get there. So I was oh like, I said, God. okay, you're not hearing me. I said, okay, let me show you something, right? So I took him to my IG. My IG, many big booty hoes. Many, of course, because I'm a guy. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right. So then how are you going to tell me I can't have big booty hoes and you sit here 18 years deep and you got big booty hoes? And I said, this is what happened. I, I haven't had big booty hoes for 18 years. I've had big booty hoes for maybe 10. You know what happened in the first eight? I spent eight years ignoring big booty hoes. Mm. I said, what do you mean? I said, I ignored them. <laughs> Pay no mind to them. Big ass titties just jiggling on the IG. Just I jiggling. Paid, I looked the I, other I, way. I looked the other way. Sinners, thoughts, all of them. <laughs> Charlatans, they're trying to take my Christianity from me. Basically, the long story being short, I had to earn that. There's a level of trust. You'll be surprised what women will let you get away with when you earn if it. If they trust they you. Trust you. They yeah, trust that's you. Yeah, but the difference – but here's the thing, dude. The difference in what you're saying is, is that you would never do anything. Right. That's not who you are. That's right. not what you would ever do. And she's not sure that he's like that. Exactly. Right. And I'm which sure means, he's not sure he's like that. I don't give him the opportunity to fucking is, pipe it down. And this is why I said I won in the end. Because the end result of that was is that, well, I wouldn't do that to her. Does she know that? You Dude, know that. When, but does she when know that? me and mine just started dating and we were in the airport and i pointed out a girl that i wasn't even attracted to i thought she looked weird and i said jesus christ and i pointed something out i'm not gonna say because i said it looked weird and i don't want to be that guy on here so (laughs) i said look and then she goes oh you're just looking at her for this and i'm like i felt it instantly i'm like oh this is weird i've never felt this before i'm like wait am i in trouble did i do something wrong she goes, no. And then after a while, she got to explain like, why she got a little salty. Up until today, where I'm like, holy crap, that girl got a fatty. She'd be like, yeah, that is pretty big. Yeah. It's because she's gotten to the point where she knows I would never fucking do anything. Right. So I can point it out and be like, hey, look at that. Or she'll point. Dude, I see her looking at big booty hoes on Instagram more. I don't even do that. I don't even use my Instagram. I look over to the right while I'm playing video games sometimes, and she's on there. She got, she's just scrolling through fatties. She don't even like girls. She just be looking at them. Because you don't like, need to okay. like women to appreciate beautiful art. I guess. Okay. I don't know. But I do know that she be looking mystery. at them more than I do. So, yeah. Yeah, she. Uh, uh, that's why I said with this particular gentleman, I went out in the end because I was just like, so you're just going to do whatever it is you're going to do. Well, yeah, I'm not going to lose myself in this person. Cool, then be by yourself. What are you doing? Dude, that's the one you're thing. Your time. I understand it. I do understand it, but I always say I don't get it. Like, dude, I see it as, and this is my theory, right. and this is the only thing that I can come up with, is that guys who need to be with someone so that they can have a constant supply of, of getting laid yeah, right that's all it is so that they have a resource at home so that when they go out and strike out they then come home and and just yes, get with their safety, girl it's called safety net pussy safety net pussy that's yeah, what i that's what i assumed that's what this was because yes, in my mind i'm like why was. would you tie yourself with another human being Yes. If your interest is to go get laid, and I'm talking about people who have a high success rate. I know yeah. people that have a high success rate yeah. that still is in a relationship. And I would ask them, like, 
why do you do that? Oh, well, I love my girl. Is the is the answer that I would get, right? Yeah. Oh, I love my girl. Because like they, this is going to sound Slamming really, into yeah. these random women. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, that's just cheeks. I'm like, look, okay, <laughs> I'm fucking weird, then. I don't understand it. Because a lot of guys will put up with the headache for the thing that they want. Instead of removing the headache and just constantly getting the thing that they want. It's ridiculous. There's a fear. There's, and I've experienced this with people just talking to guys all the time. There's this fear of, am I really going to be with this person for the rest of my life? Like, is she the only one I'm fucking forever until the end of time? I'll, and every single time that I've had that conversation with people, I was like, is the pussy that trash? That you cannot imagine. Not even that. Like, what kind of wild sex are you having with strangers? Where? What wild sex are you having? Where are you really opening yourself up to with a one night stand that you don't realize you get when you've been with someone for longer? You know how fucking nasty and in your bag you can get with a girl you've been with for (laughs) X amount of years? You can't do that shit with random people. The people, the guys who are afraid of the only this girl for forever don't have a lot of sex. The guys who have sex all the time, just with different people, they're they're either that smooth or that good looking, or let's face it, that rich, and they're just they smash all the time. So they're all just having a lot of fun with like missionary. But that's what I said. (laughs) That's it. No eye contact. The people, the people (laughs) who have sex all the time, they don't mind when they meet that one girl. Where it's like, I really like having sex with you know just her. It's the guys who are. just now, like they spend their whole lives trying to get laid, and they finally get a girl to have sex with them, and the girl gets attached, and they're like, "Well, I just started having sex. I'm not just gonna fuck you. I, there's so many other pussies to get out there. No, there isn't, bro. It, it's, it's. This is gonna sound real disrespectful, but it's all the same shit. It's all the same. Yeah. Pussies do the same things. Some tighter than others, some yeah. wetter than others, but it, at the yeah, end of the like day, a, the nuts the it's same. It's like a, it's the nut is the fucking same. It. All these vaginas, there's nothing magical about them, gentlemen. I've had quite a few, but I know people can say, "Oh, you've been, you've only been with Steph for 18 years." Yeah, but I was getting cheeks before Steph. I've, I've all these vaginas did the same thing. My current wife, outside of the vagina, did more than all the other bitches. So married, and that's the main thing, yes, dude. Because exactly. take it, take it from the guy on the opposite side of what he said. I wasn't getting laid on the daily, guys. I wasn't getting much as it is. So if you're that guy like me, and you're afraid to get some, and then like curious about what's out there, I'm not gonna lie to you. It hit me a little bit, but. I've done the opposite. I've done a lot of analyzing. I've seen a lot of relationships. I've seen a lot of sour ones. I've seen a few good ones. And I'm saying a few. I can probably count less than one less than one hand. I can count relationships that actually like lasted and is lasting and currently lasting right now. And I studied all these things and I asked myself, hmm. I'm not the smoothest guy in the room. I'm not going to walk in and just, you know, get all the phone numbers. Whatever. I'm okay with that. But am I willing to put myself in a relationship with somebody just to get laid when I know I can't fucking stand this person? Like, not even a little bit? I don't value pussy that much. I really don't. I like being alone uh, and having my head straight and just being able to do whatever I want to do without anyone telling me what the fuck I need to do or making a schedule for me in a day. So I valued my freedom. Right. I know that sounds crazy, but I valued my freedom over getting laid. 
I'm just not. I guess I'm not that aggressive that's when it comes question, to sex. That's another question that I've gotten a thousand times because, again, I was 20 when I when I started dating Steph. So my entire adult life has been with her. So a right. lot of guys tend to ask me, what was happening before you got with her? Like, what were you doing? I was like, I'm bouncing around, chilling with guys, regular shit, right? Yeah. Before her, I was clapping cheeks just to clap cheeks. I was like, whatever. I wasn't right. really that attached to really any of them except for one. You remember the one. And then other than that, like, it wasn't really that big of a deal for me. And then I met her, and the whole thing changed after that. But people, I get asked all the time, and I was like, so then what happened to your freedom? Well, first of all, in the beginning, when you're in the honeymoon stage, you don't even want freedom. You, you, just, you don't. You just you just want to be around this person all the time. All the time. Having the access to titties and vagina is quite intoxicating in the beginning. And then she opens her mouth and ruins that shit immediately. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember now that this was not a good thing. And right. then you have to kind of work through that. That working through that part is the part where I lose guys. Because as soon as that girl goes off on them and starts right. talking to them like they're fucking children, that's when the guy goes, fuck this shit. See, right. my tactic, my tactic has worked. Is for, be a man? I don't know. <laughs> my is that is, is that rude? Because honestly, like when my girl gets spicy to the point where I know she's really like digging, in being like heels. for real, like she's really aggressive. I just get into like my my like for real mode. Like I'm just right. like, all right, pull. Like you need to pull back because you're being real disrespectful right now and we don't even need to get to that. And usually things calm down and we'll have the conversation. I don't care if she snaps. Like, that don't bother me. It's just, it's the respect thing. We both have that. Yeah. She'll snap sometimes off of it, but I know she doesn't mean it maliciously, so I'll yeah. let it slide and then when she <laughs> comes down, right we now. talk about it. She's but past that, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Past that, I mean, we, I don't know. There's a respect thing, I guess. So the snapping yeah. is... I don't really. How do you deal? How did you deal with it in the beginning? Yeah, because the snapping. You used to make comments like, "This is why I'm not in relationships." Because I would have. I remember specifically you said, mm-hmm. "This is why I'm not in relationships." Because I would have threw out of a. To be fair, window. I was like 16. Yeah, <laughs> I was but like, also to be fair, because I, I think you and Steph were only separated by like three years. She's got me by like a few. Yeah. Yeah, three years. You were 88. She's born in 85. So you guys right. are actually very close in age. So right. if you, you were 16, she was 19. 19, dude. Of course she's going to snap. She's a child. Even it, now, Yeah, in hindsight. Even, yeah, you were a child, too. I, I, I was 21. So I yeah, wasn't, I wasn't a that baby. far off. Yes. And then, <laughs> it, you know, if you talk to Steph now, today, and, and I remind her of stuff like that all the time. She goes, she's yeah. so much different than she, she goes, was back She goes, then. I can't even remember why I was mad. Because <laughs> I do 10 times worse shit now. She just looks at me and just shakes her head. And that's the thing, like, man. Oh, it's just like, you got to so, understand. People got to understand that, like, we're just all insecure. Yeah. Right? Like, right. anything and everything that we do as far as reaction and being angry and frustrated stems from insecurities. Especially... And fucking relationships, dude. So people will get mad and angry and yell and whatever the fuck it is. It'll come from that. But if you can focus on the good shit, like what does this person actually bring to the table? How do you feel when you're around them? And like how much shit, really ask yourself, like how much shit are you willing to put up with that you really like this person? And if you give this person a place to feel safe, secure, and a trusting place to live in, yeah. she's going to morph into that person that yeah. you love more than the aggressive person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not until you start fucking 
making them think you're going around and you're not answering their phone calls and you're going dark for a while and all they see on your shit is fucking fat fat booties all over the place and then there's fucking towels by the bed when she wanted to sleep with you last night and you just couldn't you rolled over went to sleep and there's fucking jerk off towels all over the fucking house like you're gonna have problems yeah uh to answer your previous question about the snapping like like one of the biggest pieces of advice i always give dudes and whenever i give this advice to the dude in front of the girl they're never happy about it but it's it's a tactic that has worked for me for a while and and I'm going to explain why. Whenever Steph snaps at me, and it's either because she's frustrated about something else and she's taking it out on me, or I legitimately did something, nine right. times out of ten, it's the second one. Right. Uh, regardless of the reason. I don't really care what the reason is. If she snaps, I immediately snap back. Because I don't even care if I'm 100% in the wrong. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to snap back. You no, know what? Fuck that. We going me, in it. Yes. Now. Let me explain. And this is why girls, when I say it to the boy in front of the girl, they get girl snap. Well, well, if you're in the wrong, why are you snapping? Wait, pay attention. Follow me now. Okay. People are, in general, they are groomed to believe that if you're at fault for something, that you are supposed to show contrition, which is true, right. which is true. That's not an incorrect thing to think, but you've right. got to think about how that contrition is showed because someone making a mistake is not an excuse to now disrespect and belittle you don't have a free pass right to now shit on me as a human being right just because you feel you're vindicated in your reasoning and in your logic in this situation okay right. If you asked me to t- pick up my shoes off the living room floor one time, two times, three times, and you're getting annoyed, I understand your frustration. I get it. And I also understand the initial, the initial snap where it's like, I fucking told you I get that reaction. I do. But here's what you're not going to fucking do. <laughs> you're not going to now go on about this for the next 30 goddamn minutes, screaming and huffing and puffing about some other shit, right? I, at the end of the day, I'm an adult, and you are an adult. We are not right. in school. We are not at work. You are not in the position of power to me. You right. are my wife, and I am your husband, and we are a partner of equal relationship. Correct. At no point. Are you, is it just going to be okay for you to scream at me and I'm just going to fucking sit there quietly and just let you run into me? That's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> and I have said, I have actually said, and people will laugh, but it's true. I have fucked up big time. And then she'll start screaming because I fucked up. And I will yell back. <laughs> and, then she, and then she will say, how the fuck are you wrong and you screaming at me? I said, because, bitch, I'm an adult and I can scream too. Everybody in here <laughs> screaming. If you're screaming, I'm screaming. That's it. That's how this is going to go. And here's the benefit to screaming back, even in guilt. right? Because at the end of the day, even after I scream back, eventually you're going to get the contrition from me. I will apologize for my actions, and I actually right. will try to not do it in the future. But right. the reason why... I react this way to your initial reaction is because no matter how, yes, no matter how loud she can scream, I'm louder. 
no matter mm-hmm. how nasty she can get, trust me, I can get nastier. <laughs> and as I one up her every single time, she starts to realize during the course of the conversation, this is escalating to a direction that I don't want it to go. Right. So as I'm getting up, she starts to realize that I'm up and she starts to come down. Once she comes down, I come down. And now we're having a conversation. And right. When you when she snaps at you and you snap back, you know what else that does? That really does over time. Trust me, guys. This this, this is what happens. They start to second guess every situation. And what I mean by that is, if she sees if she's been fighting with you for forever now, and every time she snaps at you, you snap back. Something's gonna happen. She's gonna look at this. Let's go back to the shoes. I've been told this motherfucker five times to pick these shoes up. You come in the house, <laughs> you see these shoes. Your initial reaction is this motherfucker. But in the back of your mind, you're telling yourself, you say, if you go in there and yell at you, he's going to start barking at you. So maybe we should be easy, right? And then you go in there and you be easy. And they will start to second guess if I should snap on him. They start to gauge what is so bad that I will legitimately, I don't even care if he snaps back. Just fuck this. I'm angry. They will start right. to start thinking about what's, we almost, we avoided a fight today because she told me to put the chicken in the marinade that had to be put together. We had a discussion about how this marinade was going to go. It did not end well, this conversation. <laughs> and her response to me was, you know what? Fuck it. Forget it. Because she was in the tub. When we were having this conversation. So she said, fuck it, forget it. I'm going to get out of the tub and I'll do it. And because I'm me, I didn't say nothing to her. I said, okay, cool. And I just left and I fucking did it anyway. And then she goes, well, what did you do? And I said, I did this, 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 this. And of course, I did it wrong. So she looked <laughs> at me. She looked at the chicken. She looked at me and I could see it in her eyes. <laughs> And I could see her aura changing around her. And she just looked me dead in my face. And she went, well, I hope it works out all right. And uh, if Alex doesn't like it, we'll just give him some spaghetti in a can. I said, okay, good. And we walked off. That's 18 years of if I snap I'm over this, it. Yeah, I'm over I'm not it. fighting over this yeah, damn not, chicken we're anymore. I'm not fighting over chicken and marinade. She's picking her battles. She looked up you. She looked at you and goes, yo, it's been she, 18 yeah, years of dealing with this at, stubborn son of a bitch, man. Fuck me. it. I'm going back in the tub. <laughs> she looked at me with this face of what the fuck? And then like she's pursing her lips. I've seen her. I've seen her angry face a thousand times. And she just looks at me and then she just looks at the marinade again. And she comes back up with different eyes and she goes, I, I, I just hope it works out okay. And while I have been doing this show, because I'm doing it in my living room and my kitchen is a walkthrough kitchen so I can see all the stuff. And I, as you were talking earlier, she was cutting the chicken up for my son. And I looked at her as she was trying to tick and I was like, thumbs up, thumbs down. She just shook her head, thumbs up. Everything's all right. It worked out good. And I said, oh, okay. All right. And that's why you don't have an explosion. That, that was, it's all right, was it's edible, but it yeah. could have been better. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But you know what? When she, when she gave me the thumbs up, it was a smile on her face. Okay, she was like, no, 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 good. we're good, we're good, we're good. And that's a lesson for you guys out there because, especially for the ladies, had she blown up, I would have snapped back. Even today, I would have snapped back. And then we would have fought for 45 minutes. We wouldn't have said shit to each other for several hours. Because when I fight somebody, we're not having random conversation. 
And <laughs> she would have bit into that chicken and she would have went, fuck, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, no shit. No shit. You got to pick your spots, man. Got to pick your spots. <clears throat> Maybe she was like, you know what? I'm going to let it ride. If it works out, it works out. But if yeah. it doesn't, I'm going Maybe all I'm about to try asshole. it in a second myself. It was the shits. If it's the shits, it's the shits. It's whatever. I'm going to put funny. this stuff in a plate. I'm going to watch WandaVision and I'm going to be a happy motherfucker. And that's about it. That's it, man. And that's and that's why I tell people all the time. If, if if that's the gist of all this, we just had fun talking about a lot of different stories. But the end result of this conversation is, if when you I know, have, you know, I have a lot of relationship knowledge in here. So long as you're in a relationship, I'll give you hints. I'll give you tips. I'll let you know what I did or what things that I've seen other people do that work. But again, folks. I don't even have experience from other people because you were giving examples earlier about how you've seen people in relationships. A lot of the relationships around me don't last long. Hey, listen, man, I'm the perfect it. person to ask. I love giving advice and stuff like this. The only problem is I don't think you're going to like my answers. Yeah, that's the because the moment you start talking, we're like, well, just be alone. And they're like, well, that's too hard. Oh, 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 All yeah. right. Well, let me tell you something. I was alone for a very long time. I made a lot of sacrifices. I did what I did, and I found out on my own who I was, what I'm willing to put up with. I, like he was saying earlier, they had to find out who they were together, which is really hard to do. I found out who I was. My girl is, you know, she's a little bit, she's she's a little bit younger than me, so she's going through some shit trying to figure herself out. But the cool thing for her is that where she is right now, I've already been there, so I'm just sitting back and just letting her go through her shit. And when she needs advice, I give it to her. And when she spazzes out, I let her do it. And when she doesn't know what's going on, then whatever. And when she's willing to talk, I'm here for her because I literally visually see her doing the same exact shit that I was doing. So I know where she is and I know who she is as a person. So when she comes on the opposite end of this, where she finds out who she is and she's more confident in herself and the stuff that she's doing, whatever the case may be. Even right now, I feel like I got the best woman in the world. She's even going to, she's just going to get even better at that point. You know what I mean? So it's what you're willing to put up with. What kind of woman do you have? And if, ask yourself, if you're asking yourself, am I only going to have one vagina, then you're not ready to be with someone. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking let them find someone else. You're just holding someone back yeah. who may be ready for that because you're being selfish and you just want someone around. Go get as much ass as you can. You'll realize that a lot of these women you're not compatible with and you'll be willing to sacrifice certain things with the one that you, you know... You know it's the one because when you get into arguments and shit like that, one of the and I'll end here. One of the biggest things that always sat with me was that "How I Met Your Mother" episode, where I believe Barney and um, Robin were fighting a lot, like constantly, they were at each other's neck. And then uh, Marshall and Lily were also arguing, but then at one point they just stopped, and then it was everything was normal. And they were like, "Look, see that that right there that you did. How do you do that?" And they pretty much said, "It doesn't matter what we argue about. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how mad it doesn't matter how mad we get. We just know what we mean to each other, and that's far more important than any argument that could happen. When you have that with someone, that's when you know." But you got to be ready for it. You can't just be telling yourself you want to do that, and I think but not actually be ready for it. I think that's what fucks people up about me and Steph. She was 18 and I was 20. We were kids. Right, right. They were like, how did you know? We just fucking knew. Just From knew, the man. beginning, it was like, all right, this is it. 
It's and a feeling, just, man. You just can't. We you just can't explain it. That was it. And, yeah, you know, our toughest years were the first four because that's where the – I started dating her when she went to – when she got into St. John's. So the whole four years of her being in school, I wasn't working a whole lot. She wasn't working a whole lot, obviously, because she was a full-time student. So those were some fucking horrific years. Woo! You want to talk about le- trying to learn yourself and having a plethora of insecurities about having a woman, not being able to provide, her being on campus, all kinds of crazy shit in that. Yeah, all that stuff was taking place. And uh, to... to I, I, I another thing that always shocks people when I tell them, and it's the absolute truth. When we got married, which was oh, she graduated oh seven, we got married in oh nine. For whatever reason, being married, all that stuff almost immediately went away. That was when the process of we're not gonna fight over everything anymore just kind of came to a halt. Life just got easier after we got married. We've been married now. <laughs> 12 years now oh, that's another thing too man i've definitely grown to learn living with them you can learn really fucking quick if she's the one or not <laughs> so maybe that's what it was you know what i mean you guys are living together you got your own place yeah, all that and then, stuff and, and, and then the kid came and that was a whole nother bag of shit for people because it was like wait a second he's like now nah, you're gonna throw the kid in there too i was like well i mean we're 2015 bro we're, we're, well actually we, she got pregnant in 2014 but like, we weren't in the groove, bro. We weren't doing shit. <laughs> so like, yeah. Like, you guys get pregnant by fucking surprise, bro. Like, this was an intentional. I told, I've said it a thousand times on this show. I'm in the pull-out Hall of Fame. I mean, hey, I, didn't, I didn't knock my girl up till 12 years in. He was. I had a, I had a moment the since. other day, too, where it was like I was having a conversation. It was like over text. We were having a conversation, and we were trying to figure something out, and I'm fucking working. And one of my one of my wife's strong points is she's very quick on her feet, and she's very intelligent. Like, she's just very – when it comes to, like, writing and putting things on paper and amongst other things, she's very fucking intelligent. My strong suit is I'm – pretty well spoken for the most part but i am absolutely horrible when it comes to putting shit on paper i am terrible so we were having this back and forth trying to figure something out really quick and i'm like well what do i do and she goes i don't know what do you want to do and i said to her i said well i'm thinking this and then she then rewrote it submitted it for me and sent it to me and i told her i was like there's no way in fuck i would have ever written it like that and just having that partner that person there that can bounce ideas and having that someone something about her being so smart and being able to like handle shit that just made me like god damn you know what i mean yeah. so the things i love about her the most has nothing to do with sex if you can get to that point too in your life with with the girl you're with you're, you're in for a long haul so there you go. I, I, I didn't even get into that side of it Imagine have imagine going for your physical edu- education degree and sitting next to you as a school teacher for the last ten years. Can Listen, you, you imagine the arguments back and forth that we had on my own shit, which is which is what uh, it, it compounds what I said earlier. She snaps, you snap. When she looked at my papers and was just like, "This is shit." No, you shit, nigga. This is great stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is no, you shit. This is fantastic. You argue and they'll be like, "Yo, can you like hook this up for me?" <laughs> yeah, no, because she listen. She's a very particular person. You know her. You, you've she's seen her very collegially inclined. Yes, yes, she yes, knows yes, what yes. needs she to be on the paper exactly. to get an A. Yes, yes. 
She knows exactly. And, and, and she's she not saying that you're stupid. It's just that no, you're not doing it the right on, way. No, no, no. She has called me stupid on many occasions. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and that's why I I'm mean, just saying. Yeah, that's why I told my son and I tell everybody out there who has kids of their own. When you're raising a little boy, make sure you tell them because they need to hear it early. No matter how smart your son is, no matter how brilliant he is, no matter how much education you give him, no matter how many colleges he attends, he is going to marry someone who thinks he is a fucking idiot. It doesn't matter. She's dude, just going to assume. Fact, she's going to just assume he's the stupidest human being who has ever fucking lived. I am a published author. I've been writing my entire life. My fucking wife looks at my writings and goes, what the fuck is this? It might as well be hieroglyphics. Cavemen wrote this with poop. <laughs> this is bullshit. What is this? And oh, my wife man. is not. See, I forgot about that. You did have something published. I, I forgot all about that. I've had two I remember that. published. Yes. And, and, oh, and, 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 I, and trust me, you know how stupid that sounds in the middle of a fight? Where it's like, well, I got a master's degree. Okay, well, I had two poems in a book. That made their way around the world. Now, who's got the writing credentials now? <laughs> yeah, it don't make no sense. So, oh man, yeah, that's that's the story of the life there. So, I want to throw that out there. That was my whole that that fits it to me into the Valentine's Day deal. Don't let the arguments and everything get you down. Like my brother said, that was that was my Hulk secret, my trick. No matter how many times we fought, I just didn't leave. That's it. I just. We fight, we yell, blah, 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 blah. and then I would go back to watching Raw from 1999. Don't fuck with me. Come in here. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I respect your your method, but I'm I'm the exact opposite, dude. I let her pop off, and I'll just sit there. But I have a unique talent. I don't know if you've ever picked up on it, but I have a very unique talent of giving off energy and making people feel bad for snapping at me. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have that. I... I'm very I'm very good at that. And it's not like sitting there looking pitiful. It's not that's not the technique. It's I got that okay look yeah. on your face because I know who I am as a person and I know what I bring to the table and I know like how genuine I am as a person so when people snap at me it's it's always like it's never justified ever so I'll just sit there I'll just take huh. it and then eventually they're like hey you know I'm really sorry about that no, no. I have the opposite yeah, effect no problem you're I good I have the opposite effect if you're gonna talk I to take me the like higher I'm, road I will not be jailed for a crime I did not commit if you're going or to yell at commit. me uh, if you're gonna yell at me like I'm a piece of shit get ready for some real piece of shit behavior because I'm going to I'm gonna make sure you feel vindicated in this you're gonna feel hey, right. man, this was the right decision thing, look at this asshole if there's one thing I could never do and I think that's why I take that path if there's one thing I could never do in my relationship is do the tick for tat thing because it wouldn't work out for me very well because she can be very spiteful in that. Yeah. And although she may not ever understand it because I'll never allow myself to get there with her specifically, I can always be worse. And yeah. people who know me know that I'm willing to take it as far as it fucking has to oh, go. Yeah. And I am very verbally hurtful if I want to be. Oh, yeah. And I never want her to see that side oh, yeah. of me. So I have to lay back and oh, not no. challenge her because oh, no. she'll poke. Oh, <laughs> she no. does not want to feel the wrath. I have said some <laughs> outlandish shit to my wife in the middle of the Oh, my God. I have ruined this woman on many occasions. And uh, I've done it intentionally so that she doesn't poke the bear and she's got guts. I'll give oh, it to her. She's a ballsy she's one. She's got guts. She's got moxie, this one. She'll she does. Coming. 
Because I have verbally powerbombed her through flaming tables, and she keeps coming back for more. So I'm like, that's all right. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and after she'll get up and go, and another thing. No, so no, because she, her other defense, now her defense mechanism, when she, is when she knows this can go no further in the angry state, because I'm gonna match it every time. Right. Her, I can always tell she's done being angry when she goes the other way. She starts getting emotional, and then she's crying, and now, now I'm like, ah, oh, here it goes. To me, that's an admittance of defeat. I have bested you in this war of attrition, and now you're and now you, <laughs> you stand on top of yeah. your your cliff, and now you're turning it the other way. And then while you're crying, you're like, "But you were yelling at me," and I was like, "Okay, uh, well, to be fair, babe, I think we were yelling at each other." No, you're right. No, I was yelling. It was me. Was pretty sure we were. We we. I was over here watching TV, not yelling at anyone and then you came in here yelling and then i yelled and then now you're crying because i yelled oh my god which doesn't make sense baby because see uh, why would you want this doesn't that sound, doesn't yeah, this sound like this so great. much fun you want to sit at home and by then yourself? you get to have sex after yeah no you gotta do and and, and you just you don't want that you just gotta sit home and play 2k by yourself for forever until the end of time Ugh. someone did that to me the other day it was like hey you want to go to ps5 nigga i have i could buy five ps5s right now with the money i got just sitting around doing nothing and then he was like oh so why don't you because i have no need for it oh because your wife won't let you my wife won't let me who what now what is this <laughs> your wife won't let that you? was another thing that i dealt with a lot in the beginning i was like i would make these decisions and people were like oh I what kind it. of moms are you dating that yeah, they're telling they're you like, what to do with your money they're like they're like yeah you know your wife's not gonna let you i'm like my wife's not gonna let me what are you out of your fucking mind how do you what do you think happens in my house no, 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 no. What happens in that that's, house? That's one, of the re- that's one of the pros to uh, being in a relationship with someone who knew me in my youth because she knew that I was always around and about. Right. So she never, like now, even before Corona, if I'm being honest, I wasn't really out hanging out as much as I used to. I'm kind of winding down on that. But in the beginning, yeah, I was out all the time. All the time. You were a big out guy. Yes. And there were times where she was with me because she wanted to be there and times where her ass was home. What is this? She's not going to let you. uh, uh, What? Not going to let me do what? You you think she has the power to tell me I can't? Can you imagine? I can't even. Like, I've seen other guys do that and I snap on them. What are you doing? Listen, if your girl comes up to you and tells you that it's not a good idea because of this, and it has to do with financial issues. Yeah, if it makes logical sense. And you have a logical, you know, look, we'll get it eventually, you know, but not right now. It's not the smartest thing to do, yada, yada, finance. Then that is not technically her telling you you can't have it, just for those who get that confused. But if you have no reason at all, like you on your grown man shit, you paying all your fucking bills, everything is fine, and you go, yo, and you come, not even saying yo, although I do recommend you bring it up. You should, if you're in a marriage or religion, you shouldn't just make purchases like that without talking to your significant other. But for whatever reason, if you decide you do and you come home and you get lit, then yeah. you need to figure out that's what's going on in that relationship. That's another that's bad habit bad. that I have that I'm still trying to shake. I'll just be, buying I'll, shit? I just buy shit. If I see it yeah. and I like it, I just buy it. And then yeah, I, like, do, I do that, then I do like, that too. I'll, I'll tell try her. to bring it I'll, up. I'll be like, I'll tell her. she does it too. Yeah, but I'll be like, I'll tell her. And then I forget. And then it comes to, <laughs> and then it comes to the house. And then she's like, what is this? I was like, oh, yeah, I bought that. And she's like, when were you going to tell me? I just did. I, I literally just told you, hey, I bought that. 
it's not yeah, a I don't have that much of an issue because she does. She's she's probably more of the offender of that than I am. Oh, we'll see like I'll upgrade know. a computer part or something that's yeah. small and it'll pop up. She'll go, oh, what's that? Whatever. I'll tell her. Her, I'll come back and be like, what the fuck? Why is there six Amazon boxes in front of the door? Oh, I bought some stuff. Oh, yeah. See, my wife can't do that because she's a very indecisive person. So she probably asks me ten questions before she buys anything. So I, no, by, yeah, I know. So by default, I already know what she's gonna buy. Because for one I, of your I, Christmas gifts, I, I probably, caught the wrath of that. She was sending me like fifty thousand pictures of it. I'm like, yo, Steph, the first one you sent me was was like great. It was she perfect. She goes, is, yeah, but what about this no, one? <laughs> and this is what I always, this is this is what I always yell at her about because she's the queen of options. I said you can't make a decision because you're always giving yourself another option, another option. The only thing she was ever truly solidified on the decision of was me everything else is just like no well what if i did no yeah i don't always i yell it all the time when we're in the car less options give me two or three things and then go about your life i don't need no yeah she told she told me straight up she's got foma man she's always got that fear of missing out on a better deal or can you imagine car shopping with her oh god no yeah yeah exactly story of my life so i was like all right she's actually gotten better uh with our new car we just got she was kind of in and out but the first time, oh my god, I wanted to fucking die. Not, I wanted to let her live so that she can torment the rest of the world. But I didn't want to be a part of that world anymore. I wanted to die. <laughs> That's where I was on that. If this is life, I don't want to be a part. Yeah, of I don't it. want to be a part of any of that. If this That's is really what funny. this is meant to be, I'm done. Yeah. That's hilarious. Before I leave, because I know we've been rambling a lot about this stuff, but I think this is all stuff people are going to want to hear anyway. No, it's one last fun. point I want to give to the gentleman: for as much shit as she gives you. You better give it back. Okay. Don't let her, do not let her walk around with the world title all the fucking time. If you've told her a thousand times, don't do A, and she does A, you better, you know how many times I've kicked my door in? She's in the bed chilling, minding her own business. Because again, my biggest pet peeve, she leaves, for some reason she has an inability to unplug the tub. Every time I fucking walk by, this tub is full of shit. And I'm like, are you serious? And we had many conversations. And then we had just had a conversation. I think it was a random ass Thursday. Friday morning, I wake up. And this motherfucker is full to the brim. And I said, this is enough. And I just, <laughs> I went to the bed and I forgot she was Zooming with her class. Oh, no. So I fucking halluva kicked the door. I was being theatrical. Let's face it. I was being theatrical, but the point still stands. Didn't I just tell you, and she immediately muted and went, Tub, I know, sorry. Can we do it after? And I said, yes. And I, <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I know people are going to listen to that and go, well, how long was she Zooming? We both Zoomed for our job now because of Corona. That was about, I want to say, 8.30 in the morning. We, I saved that bitch till noon. I stewed on that bitch. Oh, for, you got to, dude. Oh, for three and a half hours. I was I, I would make eye contact. That was weird. I, I like to drink coffee now in the morning for my uh, metabolism, so I was sipping my Frappuccino. I was eyeballing. I was coming into the room giving nasty looks. Oh, yeah, you tub-filling motherfucker. I'll be right back. And I was just eyeballing. You cannot let them rock because every time they never let anything rock when you fuck up. Right, and I tell her all the time, everything I fuck up, you have no problem coming up to me, talking to me about it, having to sit down, all that garbage. Right, so <clears> when <throat> you fuck up, guess what, sweetie, we having a conversation. I'll be walking up to her, same way. Hey, babe, can you come with me, please? 
And she's like, what happened? And I said, no, 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 just come with me, please. I'll walk her from my room to the table <laughs> as, a, as a power trip, as a power trip, just to get her to do it. Said, no, no, come with me. And we'll come to the table like a fucking intervention. Listen, sweetie, I know we had a conversation not too long ago about you leaving the tub full. We have issues with towels. She'll take the towel from the thing, put it on herself, go to the room, and the towel stays in the room. So I'll replace the towel that I could have, and then she'll borrow the towel. Next thing you know, we got six towels in the fucking room, and then has the balls one day to wake up and go, why the fuck are there so many towels in this room? <laughs> That's so funny, dude. It's the opposite over here, dude. I always take the yeah, towels. Like, and I will look her, <laughs> and people sometimes, I know of people from the outside who don't know me and stuff think I'm high-key disrespectful all the time, because I look at her and like, are you fucking insane? You no, bring the towels. He in. is highly disrespectful, but to be fair, he's consistent. He's disrespectful <laughs> yeah. for everybody. To everybody. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. All right. So we've done enough on this particular topic here. We are all done for the day. This felt this felt good. This was very cathartic. Uh next week, uh, we're gonna have to figure something out. I think we're gonna record same time next week, Friday, because I'm gonna be in Jersey on the twentieth, y'all. I oh, am yeah. going to be with Global Syndicate Wrestling next weekend. Um, I spoke about it last week, but I took it out. It did not make air last week for good reason. I made a few choice words to certain people. And uh, some people thought maybe better of that. So I'll just put over the fact that I will be there. Uh, fans are allowed at this show. It's going to be in Paulsboro, New Jersey. The information is on my social media. Global Syndicate Wrestling. I will be the voice Commentating. So you drive down and drive back up? Yeah, yeah. Drive down, drive back up, yeah. And uh, I'm going to be calling the action. I'll have more. This is going to be, uh, we're recording this Friday. Uh, tomorrow it goes up. Tomorrow I'm going to be putting up information about where to, if you don't feel like endangering yourself by going to the building, you can still see the show on the Fight Network, fight.tv. It's an app, a streaming app. Uh, Dave, I've sent you links to that app before for Ring of Honor. Because uh, mm -hmm. they were free shows, and I sent it to you. There is some free wrestling. My show that I'm going to be on, uh, not free. I think it's $14.99 for the show. But if you decide to uh, to invest on that, you will be treated by my smooth and silky voice for the mm. for the entire evening. As I uh, here it is here Inception. I have to I have to pull it up. <laughs> yes, $14.99. I think it's ten dollars. It's $15 if you buy it straight up. I think there's an early time where you, if you get it for if you get it ahead of time, then you can get a couple bucks off. But uh yeah, we, I'm going to go over the I'm not going to waste my time with it all here. I'm going to be going over the uh, card and everything on my little video thing tomorrow. I'm doing something separate for it, but I will be the voice. I'll be joined by uh, Mike Falvo, who is another commentator who's done pro wrestling and MMA. And he's got a very good voice. So if you're annoyed by my voice, you'll love his. It's really smooth. I've never met the guy, so that should be interesting. Uh, we've got a date set Monday for a production meeting, so maybe I'll get to know more a little bit about that. I have been told what the full card is. I'll go, in, I'll go more into detail in the video tomorrow. And I've been told there's some nice, nifty little surprises in store mm. for this show. Two of which uh, were very expensive since they came from overseas. 
Uh, I don't know how much deeper I can go into the to to the to the hint, but they come from the land of the rising sun. I'll just leave that out there. There's there's some nice surprises we got in store for this big show. It's called Inception for Global Syndicate Wrestling. Not only am I the host of Orange Seeds Uncensored for Mine, but now I am the voice of GSW, uh, whether I like it or not. Um, I'm also managing on their high voltage show. So how about that? Multi talented, multifaceted over here in the pro wrestling game. So. Uh, another one in the books. I can't wait to hear your African American history next week. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be new. <clears throat> so thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And of course, thank you for enjoying episode whatever this is. What is this? One seventy-seven. You can see I'm keeping track. One seventy-seven. I'm really good at this podcasting thing. I really am. One hundred episodes now. Pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.